0: now.
1: And give me a clap now.
0: That was a sharp
1: clap. (laughs) Happy New Year Nathan. Happy New Year Kale. We totally haven't been speaking for five minutes. Definitely didn't have some issues starting this one. Never. When are there ever issues starting recording this show man? So, we were planning to do, and we said we were going to do, a separate episode for the season, and then for the New Year special. We did say that. But uh, Skype fucked it up. Skype
0: decided on my end that did not want to open for a couple of weeks. Don't know what changed. It just started working again. I still don't know what happened. Maybe the New Year decided to kick in. And we have kind of been waiting. In hindsight, there's things I could have done, such as uninstalling and reinstalling, or emailing their helpline. But... You know, it's a busy time of year, you know, December. You're always rushing about seeing people and it just went to the back of my mind. So here we are in 2019 with not only the full 11th season to review, but also the New Year's special and we'll do that in this episode as well.
1: You know what? I think it's kind of appropriate because after watching the New Year's special, it feels a lot more like a, a, a finale to this season than the finale of the season did. Very true. Is that just me? No, I, I get that feeling entirely. It did feel like a f-
0: better conclusion than than what they had actually finished with.
1: But we'll get to that. So, obviously, if anyone's watching this and hasn't watched our episode on the season opening... Yes, the woman you who don't fell have to it... Watch- You don't have to watch it, but we're probably not going to talk too much about that episode because we've already spent a whole episode on it. Yes,
0: a full episode on that one episode, so I've got a feeling a lot of this stuff we're going to be talking about is going to kind of be abridged versions because we'd be spending like, you know, 10 hours speaking about each episode.
1: Well, my thought was we talk talk about our favourite and least favourite episodes. Oh, we have a
0: system, right? Okay.
1: There's a few episodes that I don't really care much for, but there's a few episodes which I think will be um, interesting conversation pieces. But let's start, how about we start with general overall opinions?
0: Of the season? Of the season. Right, okay. Right. Okay. Um, I know exactly how I feel about this season, and I think if you are a fan of what they were trying to to do this season, you will be very happy with how it came out because I think they did a good job at doing what they were trying to do but I was not a fan of what they were trying to do so I have very mixed feelings. I think... You want to you clarify what they were trying to do? Right. I think what they were trying to do was they were doing one week where it's a fun science fiction show of the Doctor fighting aliens from y- over yonder And just, you know, run, run and gun, Doctor Who, as everybody likes it. And then every other week, starting with Episode 3 on, I think, they would take a week to try and do history or to try and do, you know, topical issues, but have aliens in there simply because it's Doctor Who and not because they actually matter to the story that's taking place, really. And I think every single time they tried to do that, it was... Like, for me, because I disagreed with the direction they were going in, I thought it was just boring and horrendous and there are other places you can do that, but don't do it in Doctor Who in such a upfront way.
1: Uh, I, I have to disagree with you there. I, I do agree that there was some sort of... I hadn't picked up on it until now, but looking at the episode list, you're right. They kind of fluctuate between... Happy, fun time episodes and more serious, sort of, um, dealing with history type episodes. Indeed. Mm, very much indeed they did. It's not an exact one way, the other way, one way, the other yeah. way, but there
0: is... It wasn't a one week on, one week off, I think. There was a couple of yeah. times where they just did, you know, two science fiction episodes, but then there was like a yeah. little couple couple of joints where it was one week on, one week off.
1: But, honestly, the dealing with that stuff was something I was interested to see in this season, because... Doctor's a woman now. The
0: Doctor is a woman
1: now. Women in history not generally treated very well. Overall and I would it agree... have anno- It would have annoyed me more if they hadn't done at least one episode dealing with that and I think they dealt with it pretty well. I think they dealt with it
0: very inconsistently.
1: Okay, yes, but the one episode where they did decide to deal with it, I thought they dealt with it pretty well.
0: Yes, but they didn't deal with anything else well.
1: I thought they dealt with the rose part. Okay,
0: we're we're gonna that's that's one episode further than where we're supposed to be starting. Let's deal with episode two first.
1: Okay, Ghost Monument. I thought this episode was kind of boring. I think. It came up with a new piece
0: of terminology that people will use to refer to the TARDIS in another 15 years. Someone will still refer to the TARDIS as a ghost monument. I think that really? a... yeah, I, I really latched onto it despite the fact Did unta- you? until you said the word ghost the words ghost monument I completely forgot what episode two was. <laughs> I think the episode also was very forgettable, but the phrase ghost monument will I think stick with Doctor Who as a show. I've got a feeling Doctors in the future, we'll maybe use that as a phrase of the TARDIS. Just little, little catchphrases that kind of catch on. I really Just like, like
1: a, little, a little reference five seasons from now.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. I go...
1: Here's my old ghost monument. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: whoa, whoa. Yeah. haha, I remember when the Doctor had that episode that one time. Remember yeah, when
1: the Doctor had a fez? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, that also gets brought up
1: this season and I loved it. Um... I thought that was pretty good. Anyway, sorry. Oh, this again. episode was weird. It was... Yeah, some parts are like I I thought the part where Ryan runs out with a gun and shoots them all was really weirdly shot. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a spoiler filled season episode. Um, oh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this assuming you've already seen it. Yeah. Okay. We're not gonna do plot summaries this time because there's too many t- plots to summarize. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. He went. See when he ran out, like they are they are I think they're called sniper bots. Like they are supposed yeah. to be like point and shoot droids that like they don't they're not going to miss. That's just not what they do.
1: Well, I think they were and supposed then, to be like
0: running low on power, though, or something. I, right? I don't. I did they say that? I thought they specifically think, when they reactivated, it was like a oh no, and then they come back later in the season, and they're not definitely not running low on power then, and they're just as oh, ineffective. That was,
1: that was so dumb. Sorry, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, but that was really I'm dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like oh, I, I learned playing Call of Duty. Aye, did ye? Did ye? Aye. No. That was, oh, it was, it really, it really annoyed me. It was like you were treating it just idiotically.
1: I, I agree. I thought that was dumb, but I did, I, I forgive it because the scene right after he runs back in where the doctor's like, you had the right eye, the right location. You just grabbed the wrong thing. I thought that was funny. So. It, it was, it was, I thought it was a shame because
0: I don't know. I was very unsympathetic. It felt like they didn't have the guts for him to maybe be shot in a non-lethal way. You know, it was... It's only episode two, though. Yeah, I know, but, like, don't undermine the threat. It was, like, a vegan episode where there was no stakes.
1: Which is weird, because they keep emphasising that it's this super deadly planet where everything's trying to kill you.
0: Yeah, and these robots were just completely ineffective at even grazing him. Even if they shot the gun off his hand, I would, you know, think, oh, they hit him. You know, he had armor on essentially, but they still hit him. But no, they were just they were just there as a visual flair, you know, and it was it was a shame. They also they look kind of dumb. I mean I think they look like something out of Mass Effect like the Geth or something.
1: They look like worse geth. Worse Geth, yeah. Cheap Geth.
0: Riff off Geth. Cheap Geth. Publicly funded broadcasting did... corporation geth.
1: I did like the other villain in that episode though, the um the like the living rags. I thought those were kinda cool. Uh yeah, I no. And they did set up something which never paid up off in the season, what, which is interesting. What was that again? They they told the doctor that they saw the timeless child or something. I, you know I can't really I remember. Was that near the end of the episode that was like nighttime or something? Yeah, yeah. And and they're and they say we we read you, doctor. Remember the timeless child or whatever. Uh uh-huh. It was something like that. I thought. I think
0: in in theory they could be really cool but I thought in this episode it was handled really poorly. I think the season kind of as a whole has promising aliens and doesn't use them well. The only thing they actually felt like they wrote with any passion was the episodes with they deal with history and the episodes where they didn't deal with history they felt like they were just kind of doing it because it's Doctor Who. And, you know,
1: I don't know about that. One of my favourite episodes this season was one of the sci-fi ones, but we'll get to that. I, th-
0: I think my, my favourite episodes are the ones that do with sci-fi as well, but you know, I mm. I still think that when they weren't really writing for sci-fi, they, didn't, they they probably did a better job at writing for their own reasons.
1: I think I can tell that you liked the season less than I did. I, I'm i going to be critical, obviously, but I didn't actually see how I feel. I really liked the season, and I liked what they were doing with it, so... Okay. There you go. Okay. Anyway, I, I will be critical though because that's more fun and there is things I'm not saying it's perfect or anything. It's I not my favourite season of Doctor Who.
0: By episode two I still did not feel like she was the doctor yet.
1: I I okay, I, I figured that did you feel like she was the doctor by the end?
0: By the end of the I, I I by the end of the season, but it kind of started halfway through, I began to see glimmers of the doctor. I still don't do. not what you feel... put on a Fez? Nah, I, see, I was I was really when the Fez was like the joke with Matt Smith. I still never really liked it. It's just now that no. it's been and gone, and then they referenced it. I was like, ah, thank you for linking to continuity. I wish more shows did that. You know, um, so yeah, nah, the Fez did, did not do much for me in a whole. Now it's the Doctor, you know.
1: Anyway, I have nothing to say about the other plot of this of this episode, where it's like the the race. the contests. The race? The
0: race, yeah, the race was awful. The race was just a means to get them through a poisonous planet to get to the TARDIS. it
1: was just kind of silly. But I really like the shot where the Doctor, or all of the part with the Doctor and the TARDIS, I loved all that stuff. Aye. Where where she's like, come to daddy, uh, mummy, come to (laughs) mummy.
0: Right, let's jump right to the end then. What did you think? of the look of the new TARDIS. Outside and inside.
1: Outside, I think it's fine. It looks like the TARDIS. Yep, whatever. I agree. Quite In- like the outside. Inside? I don't dislike it. It's really weird, but I don't dislike it.
0: Oh, I... not a fan, Kyle. Not a fan.
1: You're not know, a fan of the custard cream dispenser?
0: <laughs> I like me some... Cu- Nathan likes his custard creams, right? I, I need to say that up front. I like custard cream as much as the next person. Big fan. The whole TARDIS was a weird mixture of steampunk slash... Have you, have you ever seen the Doctor Who movie with Paul McGann? No, I haven't. Right, at the, at the start of that film, you see the interior of the TARDIS with Sylvester McCoy still the Doctor. And mm-hmm. I think that's the only time in the film you see the Tardis, because the rest of it he doesn't have the Tardis. I don't think I can't remember. But the Tardis is basically it has like it has the control uh, panel in the centre, and it has like big prongs kind of surrounding it. But there's also exterior walking space around those big prongs at the control panel. And this mm-hmm. Tardis is exactly like that. And I think that's really ugly. Like <laughs> with with Matt Smith's and Peter Capaldi's and David Tennant's, it felt like okay. Eventually Peter Capaldi and um, Matt Smith, they did have like exterior walking walkways around the edges. Yeah, they
1: had like a walkway around
0: it. Yeah, uh, which was fine, but there's still like the felt like there was that big void. We had to go down under the control room, and mm-hmm. David Tennant and Chris Freckleson's TARDIS definitely had that kind of bit where you just couldn't walk anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. I had the playset of that one.
0: I think most people did. <laughs> um, but I I don't I just don't like the the open planness of the TARDIS. I never liked it with the old Doctor Who's with like Tom Baker and you know any. Cause all the all the old Do- Doctor Who TARDISes were pretty much the same. They changed them a little bit, but it was pretty yeah. much the same thing. I never never been a fan of it. I didn't like I don't like the open plan with a single control room in the center. It looks it's too minimalistic for me, and I usually like minimalistic things, but it was just too much little.
1: I don't mind it. I like. I I, I won't say I love it. But it's definitely not my least favorite Tardis design. My least favorite will be the first Matt Smith one. First I thought that Matt,
0: one was the garbage. first Matt Smith one is so oh, it's a hellhole. Um, I'm 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 not sure if I dislike this one more. Right now we'll say it's on par. However, there's one thing I noticed it's the New Year special that I really like, really really like. See the the windows on the Tardis door, when they're flying you through, through when when you're when yeah. they're flying through the time vortex, they took. The you can editors, see the time see the, I thought that was really cool. It made it, it, it looked cool, really cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't like how, I get why they did it, so I don't think this is a criticism of like, what the hell are you thinking? I, I could see what they were doing, where when you walk in at the front door of the TARDIS on your left and right, there's also the two other doors of the TARDIS, the two walls from the outside.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, that, I don't think they've ever done that with the TARDIS before. It was always just you're, the TARDIS, I'm TARDIS pretty doors. Sure walk, walk the, I'm in pretty, pretty that sure stuff. you're wrong
1: about that. I'm pretty sure most of the TARDISes do that.
0: I don't think they have, because I've watched them pretty recently and I've not noticed it. But
1: uh, I'm going that... to dispute you on that one, but I don't know enough to be certain.
0: Well, you can research it in the next one. I expect you to be apologising to me in any form you can think of.
1: There is also... Um... I don't know if it's specifically, but there is like a sort of music cue now tied to the TARDIS. I don't know if you noticed that. It's, it, it's a sort it, of gentle of, violin.
0: Yeah, oh, I like it because I really like the music. I like it too. I really like the music and this, this actually is quite a good segue, Kyle. I really like the music and the visual effects of this season as a whole.
1: Oh, so do I. The music is great. The music
0: is great. I think they see this Doctor Who intro that they've got now because we never saw it in the first episode. So we're we'll mm-hmm. taking a moment to speak about it this time. Um... The, the intro for this season of Doctor Who I think is the best intro of any Doctor Who we have ever ever had.
1: I like the bass. I, the I, it, it
0: feels very um, atmospheric. It doesn't feel yeah. so much like it was done on an a editing computer. Like every Doctor, Peter Capaldi's one I absolutely hated. I
1: didn't oh, like Peter it. Oh, Peter Capaldi with like the clock spiraling. Yeah, uh-huh. Just, yeah, I, what I, the hell is that? I, yeah. You know what?
0: I found out some people actually did like it and I was really surprised but I didn't like it. Before this, I think my favourite one was Matt Smith's second one. Um, mm. His first one where it was just like a cloud version of the David Tennant, Peter, um Chris yeah. Drexel one, I, I didn't like. Um, but I did really like Matt Smith's second one, but this new one for Jodie Whittaker is amazing. It's absolutely brilliant, atmospheric, nice bass. Dun, 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 oh, loved it. Probably mm. my favourite thing about this entire season of Doctor Who has been the intro. I, well, I think it's uh, great. I love the logo. I think they've rebranded it really well. It's great.
1: Yeah, the the season of Doctor Who specifically has a very different color scheme to it. I think it's face to say it's got it's someone turned the saturation up from the last couple of seasons of Doctor Who.
0: That's true. Is that just me? No, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Um, for a long time, I've been advocating for a purple sonic screwdriver, and I feel that like this intro is as close as we're ever going to get
1: for the meantime. While we're on that subject, this is a topic for all the episodes. But can we talk about the sonic screwdriver I think we spoke and how about it in the first episode? No, we need to talk about it more, though, because we didn't talk about the fact that it has a screen on it, I don't think. It does
0: not have a screen on it,
1: but... It has something on it. It has a display that she looks at when she scans something. Right,
0: okay. It doesn't, but it does not make a difference because Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi, they've all looked at the side of the Sonic Screwdriver like it's got a screen on it. And I've looked at the model, I've looked at toy reviews of every Sonic Screwdriver ever made. And especially this new one, because it was the you know the most recent Sonic Screwdriver, there ain't a screen on the Sonic Screwdriver. Did not stop any doctor from pretending like there was a screen on the side of it. It is so stupid. I've never understood. The Sonic Screwdriver used to be a cool toy. And even though I complained mm-hmm. about it when I was kind of growing up with like Matt Smith and stuff, that he's looking at it like it's giving him readings. There's nothing on it. And then sometimes it would seem like he's listening to it, like the Sonic Screwdriver is whispering answers into his ear. And honestly, I think that's more believable, as stupid as it seems, because it could be like making beeps and noises really quietly that he can take no, in like Morse she, code. She's this one clearly... very
1: specifically looks at it. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: And I, I, I don't get it. I, there's nothing there, Kyle. It's so <laughs>
1: stupid. Okay, I didn't realise that. They're... But the other thing is, did you get sick and tired of the sonic screwdriver becoming inactive in every single episode?
0: Yeah, but that's because the sonic screwdriver over time, and it's their own fault. After I think I think this is something Steve Moffat started in two thousand and ten. It became a shit, we need the plot to progress and we don't know how to do it. Let's have the Sonic Screwdriver did it. The Sonic Screwdriver was no rules anymore, and then Peter Capaldi it got even worse because he got Sonic sunglasses and with browser those history still, and those were so dumb. With yeah, had browser history then the blue I loved the look of the blue one that he'd never ever used. but I still thought it was probably one of my favourites. Um but it just the Sonic Screwdriver became too powerful. Like I liked the David Tennant days were like, oh, it could do a few things, but like for some reason it couldn't work on wooden doors. I thought that was funny.
1: Do they actually show it working on a wooden door
0: in this season, don't they? I think so, probably. I can't remember. But like, the Switch ever became too powerful, and I think the writers are aware of that to a certain degree, and they're trying to be like, okay, we understand it's too powerful, but instead of just saying it can't do something, we'll pretend it, it still can do it in case we need to exploit that later. But right now it's just it not just... available.
1: It just kind of became the running joke of the season of like, oh, how are they going to deactivate the sonic screwdriver this episode? and yeah, this episode, fun. it was eaten by a baby a baby alien. It was in this ridiculous. episode, it ran out of power. And this episode, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Yeah,
0: it, it's, it's like, I get that you made it too overpowerful and you don't want to depower it because you yourself might get stuck in a situation where you need an ex machina to help you. But please just really depower power this on its screwdriver. Make it just do what it was supposed to. Even fucking, I don't care, make it not be able to do wood again. You know, I, I know it can do wood, but just say, ah, you made an update and it backfired. I'm fine with that.
1: Okay. Um, shall we talk about, is, is it the most controversial episode?
0: It's probably the most noteworthy episode of the season. I... I'm... See, I think it's probably one of my lesser favourite episodes of Doctor Who. Not of television, but of Doctor Who. So I, th- I I would say I have maybe some complicated thoughts on it, but controversial is a funny word. Maybe it is controversial.
1: I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I just kind of assume since it's dealing with Rosa Parks, it's probably controversial.
0: Probably. I know some American people who I speak to were a wee bit sick of... I think that's because they live in America, though. They were a little bit sick of how whenever they talk about racism and history, everybody seems to villainise Alabama. And, well, you know, my, my answer has kind of always been, well, what the hell do you expect from talking about history? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 where Rosa Parks lived. What are you going to do about it? It's a- I, it's Doctor
0: Who, time travelling, time and space. She got hijacked and she was taken to fucking, I don't know, London.
1: Yeah, so I didn't dislike this episode. I thought this episode was fine.
0: Right, I I didn't like this episode.
1: I liked it more when I first watched it, but looking back and thinking on it, I have grown a bit lesser on it, just based on the other episodes in the season.
0: Yeah, right, okay, here we go. This would have been an excellent maybe three four part miniseries that you can put on the BBC and I oh, don't know hell it could be so good if you get nominated for a BAFTA or something. If you if literally if you remove every single bit of Doctor Who from it. The thing if that undermined just... this episode the most was everything to do with the Doctor and the and her companions and an alien. Take it, it all out, alien. just make the full make make a three part miniseries about Rosa Parks. Do it I'll love it, I'll watch it, it'll be great. But in Doctor Who, are you kidding me? It was going to be disastrous from the very beginning, especially the direction they took it.
1: It was very strange the the stark contrast between the, the lovable fun companions and horrible systemic racism. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was it, it was awful. I'm not watching Doctor Who to, you know, be put down in order to say, Oh we want to educate children mate. Doctor Who tried that and it didn't work. That's why you went to talking about aliens and magical spaceships. Like, it's because your educational days of Doctor Who didn't go too well. And they're not going too well this season. Even perfectly well-minded and well-rational people are thinking, this would be great. It's just not great in Doctor Who. And David... In the days of... I keep referring to the Russell T. Davis era. And that's because I think he really got something right. Um. David Tennant and the do- is the Doctor, and Martha Jones, they went and they met William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And William Shakespeare was part of the episode, a historical figure, but mm-hmm. he was still secondary to the Doctor having to fight the aliens that were trying to mess with his part in history, or the witches or whatever, right? Now... Yeah. You know, and I've, I think I said that as well about the episode with the Scarecrows and the War. Um mm-hmm. Everything, everything historical, still took a backseat to the fictional storytelling in a science fiction television show. In this episode, Rosa Parks, ah, no, 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 Rosa Parks is going to be front and center. The the bad guy is going to be racist just because the episode needs to have races in it for some reason. He escaped from the storm cage. Fascinating subject matter. That's where um, River Song's located, you know. And he's just yeah, he's one just of those racist time manipulation things. Yeah, from, you know, Captain Jack had one. And, yeah. You know, it's just, you're racist just because you're racist because the episode is dealing with race and you are going to have basically no impact on the plot if you were not in this episode. The episode would pretty much go the same way. And it, it, it was just, it was really unfortunate because, you know, there was, the Rosa Parks thing could honestly be an amazing miniseries for the BBC to do. And then this also alternatively could be a reasonably memorable episode of Doctor Who. Where Rosa Parks helps the Doctor defeat an alien or a criminal or whatever. But no, no 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 no. The doctor and everyone must help Rosa Parks because for some reason they felt this was something necessary to do for well, forty five minutes.
1: Well to to be strictly accurate, they must not help Rosa Parks.
0: Sorry, they must not help Rosa Parks. Sorry. And then Martin Luther King has a cameo and it, it
1: Yeah, that was funny.
0: I, I I feel like facepalming, man, I was like, what the hell am I watching here? It's like this this again I reiterate, this could be great. I would love to watch it. I love some of the stuff BBC do with their miniseries. But and Doctor Who this- It's ridiculous.
1: I don't have that issue. For me, it was just something different with Doctor Who, and it had enough light-hearted Doctor Who stuff in it to entertain me. Like all the stuff with um with the Doctor being Banksy. I thought that joke was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I. I think again. Graham is great. Graham is the highlight of the season. Yeah, right, Graham,
0: Bradley Walsh playing the character of Graham, and his relationship with. Ryan's grandmother, Grace. Mm-hmm. That character dynamic is probably my favourite dynamic. Doctor Who's actually had for quite a while. I, I think Bradley Walsh is amazing. I think and I, I probably should have researched this before we recorded. But the name of the whoever is the actor who plays Grace. She is amazing. I think they bo- they're the two highlights of the show. I cannot praise that those two characters enough. Despite how little the character of Grace is in the show. And of course, Bradley Walsh. I feel like he's kind of there. I don't know actually why he's there, but like whenever he's there, he just kind of chose up the scenery. I, I just love it.
1: I, I, well, we're, we're dumping all our own topics here, but let's talk about the cast for a bit. I I really like Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. I'll say that right now. I think she's great as the Doctor. I love this interpretation of the Doctor i hate
0: her use of the word fam
1: i like it though because it's supposed to be cringy
0: (laughs) yeah i get that it's supposed to be cringy which is why i don't really hate it more like i I accept it for what it is and like i I suppose they're trying for it to not really work like i get it i'm I'm not i'm not missing out on the joke i do get it uh i don't like team do they do it in the show or is this just the bbc's marketing where like they say hashtag team tardis or have they said that in the show
1: uh, they don't say hashtag Team TARDIS, but they do call themselves Team TARDIS. Right, okay,
0: no, I hate that. Like, I, I, Not in like a, oh, it's cringy, I'm missing out on the joke. I hate it. I really don't get I don't like Team TARDIS. If Matt Smith had said Team TARDIS, and I can picture it being something he would say in like, when he was with Amy and Rory, I would hate it. It's awful.
1: Okay, well, we talked about Bradley Wolf already. Bradley yep.
0: Walsh great. Bradley Walsh can't is remember great.
1: I can't remember the other actors' names, but I liked Ryan. Yaz is also there. I think
0: Ryan is good when they give him something to do, and I don't think they do it a lot. Yeah, oh, the actress plays Yaz, oh no. Uh, actually, no, so I say the actress is Yaz, like it's her fault, it's not, it's the writing. No, the acting's fine. There's it's so just... many times we're there on Earth in the year 2018 where it's perfectly normal for her to be somewhere. And they give her a moment of responsibility to do a thing. And it's like, you're a police officer right now in this moment in time. You have the authority to, to, to affect change when the public are getting in your way. And you're just, no, nah, no, nah, I'll, I'll follow the doctor. No, this is your moment.
1: These yeah, aren't she aliens. Keep, she keeps
0: forgetting that she's a
1: police officer. No, I don't
0: think she's forgetting. I think the writers are forgetting. I think the <laughs> actor's like, you know, my character's a police officer, right? Because I think, I think she's probably... A pretty smart individual, I'm assuming, you know, um and you know, Chris Chibnall's just been like or whoever wrote the episode is like, ah well, Jodie Whittaker's the star and she gets to delegate the orders to you it's like no. It's two thousand eighteen and the moment that the TARDIS has landed. Your police officer, the public, not aliens, are getting in your way. You can be like right, I'm officer of the law. And they're not oh so much lost opportunity with that character.
1: It's, it's so bizarre because every, even the episode that's specifically about her, she doesn't feel like the main character. Mm, it's so bizarre. <laughs> it's like the writers just didn't know what to do with her. They just figured we have well, we have to have another woman to make it. Be, like I don't want to be that cynical about it because I'm pro all of the quality stuff, but
0: no, Kyle. I think there's nothing wrong with being cynical about something you think they're doing a bad job. I think it's because they marketed the entire show around it's about time in a really condescending manner, and then they focused every little bit of screen time on Jodie Whittaker because she was the first female Doctor, and as a result kind of forgot about everyone else. And I think the only reason Bradley Walsh sticks out is because Bradley Walsh is a really powerful individual as an actor. Like I, th- I, I probably See, think his I, I don't, isn't even I don't any agree better. With,
1: I don't agree with that criticism. Well, Doctor has always got a huge focus on the Doctor. It's got nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman. I
0: think in this season I think it does... The season does. I think, I think the season put is...
1: less focus on the Doctor than previous seasons. I
0: think the New Year's special put less emphasis on the Doctor than they should have, but I think as a season overall, I think they probably gave the Doctor a little bit too much attention with the amount of characters they had. If they had less characters, it's fine. And in the previous incarnations of the Doctor, not always, but pre- sometimes, they have had less characters and therefore putting more emphasis on the Doctor is fine. But when you've got such a crowded TARDIS, less emphasis on her. But then there's sometimes where they do put less emphasis on her and it's bad. So it's a really tricky balancing act.
1: See, I don't think they messed it up. I just think they focused. Um, I think they did give Ryan quite a bit to do, other than that one episode where he had to be a birthmate for a pregnant guy. That was just dumb. But. I think they gave Ryan way, Ryan and Graham more things to do than Yaz. Yaz always ended up just kind of following what the doctor was doing.
0: Except when they went to the witches and let her wander off.
1: Yeah, that was... An, in an yeah.
0: alternate time period. You know... <sighs> right, are we kind of done with Rosa Parks? Or we still things to say? Oh, wait, no, I have something to say at the end where she gets marched off the bus and that stupid song starts playing.
1: Oh, that was dumb, yeah.
0: That was horrendous.
1: Yeah, I'll admit that was just, that was bad. It was
0: supposed to be inspirational and powerful and they're taking the stand, but it felt like, it was, I felt like I was watching Spaceballs or something. They broke the fourth wall, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Like, like atmospheric music is fine, but when they play specific a chart, real a chart music... Hit. Yeah, that that's. Has Doctor Who done that before?
0: If they had, I'm going to be honest. I need to say I'm not sure. It's something I can picture them doing, maybe with Capaldi or Matt Smith. But right now, I'd f- i, know I would that feel comfortable. One of the Matt Smith,
1: one or one of the Capaldi episodes starts with him talking to the camera, and that was weird. But yeah, the the, the
0: episode implies that he's talking to the camera, but he's doing something else. Um,
1: well, he also pulls out an electric guitar and plays the opening, so... Yeah, no,
0: okay, I'm not saying a lot of... Peter Capaldi did a lot of shoddy writing. You know, Peter Capaldi had a rough time as the Doctor. Like, I've been a big critic of the end of Stephen Moffat's run because of how much he vandalled Peter Capaldi's tenure. I'm just so happy that he saved it in the final season. More or less, not perfectly. Um, But I I still, I think this, this this new showrunner and the ending of that episode is definitely a first, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, it was. It was all and out of place. Very much so.
0: Then they got in the TARDIS and you saw Bill Clinton give her a medal. Yep. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that, is,
1: did the TARDIS have a screen before? Is that? Yeah, no. Thing? The
0: TARDIS is also the TV screen. Remember okay. when, and uh, with uh, Catherine Tate and David Tennant and Rose was trying to contact them and they didn't have a webcam or. She would occasionally pop up on the TV screen when he wasn't looking and just miss her by seconds, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Always it's a TV screen. Right, next episode was my least favourite episode Arachnids. of this season. Arachnids. In the toilet. Ragnids of the UK of the UK was garbage oh, right. and I hated that episode.
0: Question Was that a play on the song Anarchy in the UK by the Sex Pistols? I don't know and don't care.
1: Right. There was okay. one thing I liked in that episode and it was Bradley Wallace in his old house. Yes. Everything else in that episode was when, rubbish. Yes,
0: when he's remembering Grace. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yes, again, this is what I was talking about, how him and Grace, despite how fleeting she's in the show best character dynamic, every single bit that he's dealing with stuff about losing her it's amazing. is amazing. brilliant. Bradley Walsh, you're amazing. Keep doing it. And the whole episode was like, it was the best episode of Prime Evil since 2007. But... <laughs> <laughs> Those spiders looked so dumb. It was stupid. Honestly, now right, okay, I guess this I, I need to elaborate more on that Prime comment. Anybody who may listen to this, because I know we don't have a high viewer count right now, um, there's a show it's not on TV anymore called, it was called Primeval and it used to be on uh, ITV or STV in Scotland and it was about you know these group of scientists and there was these anomalies and time opening up and dinosaurs were coming through and then as time went on in the show eventually anomalies started going forward in time so you started getting creatures from the future coming back in time and it, the whole episode's about these people these things were running amok in any given set piece like there was an episode where Raptors, you know the dinosaurs. They they were running loose in a shopping centre, and the whole episode was about them containing them and putting them back through the anomaly in time before it shuts, because these anomalies can open and close randomly. And that's what this episode felt like. I think there even is an episode of Primeval with big spiders. For some okay, reason, or big spiders. This
1: was this was dumber than that. So the reason the spiders were big was because some scientists were experimenting on spiders. That's how you
0: get Spider Man. And,
1: and the carcasses were dumped underneath fake Donald Trump's hotel.
0: Fake Donald Trump, who hates Donald Trump, who isn't Donald Trump because I think he's a Democrat, but is also Donald Trump. I hate that character so much. I th- that character was sometimes like the I worst. thought it was a bit funny. <laughs> I could like appreciate what, what they were trying to do. But yeah, uh-huh, he was dumb. And then they pull a gun on Yaz, the police officer, and she doesn't think to say, Hey, I'm a police officer.
1: That's what I'm saying. They completely forget. It's like no one told the other writers of the episodes <laughs> that Yaz is a police officer. By the way,
0: in the pilot, she's a police officer. You know, she didn't resign. This is the late scene where she resigned and they forgot to put it in.
1: Even, like, her reasons for coming back to the TARDIS aren't that clear. no.
0: No, that's not. It's not like, very clear at all.
1: Like, like Bradley Watch is obvious. Like he can't stay in his house. Ryan, he's up for the adventure and he hates his job. But Yaz, she just like sees her family being all happy and then she just goes anyway. So, yeah, it's. I, it's... I, but I think I think
0: I think for with Yaz, they kind of bank off the pilot too much again. With like, she's fed up of doing the boring stuff of dealing with hammers through car windshields, and she wants something new and adventurous.
1: They could have shown that though. Just have I mean, this scene with her like bitching at her boss or something. Do you think the police no.
0: force are paying her to travel time and space? No, no, she's just taking time off. Okay, um, okay yeah, they seriously did forget a lot of it. Yeah, you're completely right. Um, and you know, a big abandoned hotel. She, the Jazz's mum gets fired just because. Then didn't did someone make a passing was it Yaz's mum made a passing comment in this episode or the next episode about the doctor and Yaz dating? Uh,
1: yes, oh. it was this episode. And um, did you? Are were you aware that that's actually started a ship now? Yes, that. I don't have a problem with them bringing it up
0: because, of course, it's still a little funny if you comment. You know why not? Sure. But the fact that I think that they put it in specifically because they wanted to start a meme. Like I think, I think they wanted to do that, and sometimes you can try and start off a meme and it fails, and no one ever talks about it again. That sure happens. But well, they we certainly didn't fail. They this certainly time. didn't fail this time, and I, I don't think it, I don't find it funny. It's it's it, it's not. People look, are like I
1: I don't think it's supposed to be funny. I think people generally ship those to characters, even though they have no chemistry. They have whatsoever. no chemistry.
0: Yaz doesn't do anything.
1: Like, I thought they were going to ship Yaz and Ryan, but they don't really do that either. They kind of, throughout the season, they
0: flirt with the idea of maybe they're going to be a couple. And then, again, I, oh, I do think the, the Doctor and Yaz thing supposed to be a meme, because I do think eventually Yaz and Ryan are going to get together. But then you're just kind of making Yaz a character for Ryan's character development, and not for Yaz's character development. She, yeah, she exists purely to give Ryan someone to... Empty.
1: We should say, we're, we're hating on Yaz a lot. I don't hate Yaz's character.
0: I don't hate Yaz's character, but I hate how the writers have just pretended like she... She's the sonic screwdriver of the show. When the sonic <laughs> screwdriver isn't working, she'll get you out of the mess, despite not really giving a subsequent explanation for why. Or sufficient explanation I, as to why. I, I don't,
1: don't even know if it's that much. I just... I can't remember much where she actually did something. Uh, she
0: went and picked up her mum from the hotel. Wow! Then got pulled
1: a gun on. It's just... Okay, dude, this episode was dumb. This episode was really dumb. But That's all I have to say about it. Was it was really dumb. On to the next episode! Which was... Oh, I love this episode! The, the Su- Surgana... Or sirna Saranga, or whatever. Is this the one this they go back to Pakistan? No, this is the one with the baby alien on the Star oh, Trek spaceship. Oh, what was it called? Oh shit! What was it? What was it? has got the name here. It's it's the Sir Saranga conundrum. Yeah. No. What was the alien called? Oh, it's, it's called the Saranga, right? was it? I think so. I don't think it was called that. Oh well, I don't know what it was God. called, but I loved it.
0: Best episode of Star Trek since two thousand and five.
1: Yeah, I saw your tweet.
0: <laughs> um funny. I, I see some of these tweets I think haha Nathan this is this is really funny haha. Um and yeah, it was it was a good episode of Star Trek. Um I'm not sure if it was a good episode of Doctor Who. I, I really, I've only watched it when it when it originally broadcast and this is why I made these tweets to kind of document my memory. That's not really worked out. Um Yeah, again, there was the pregnant man-alien who I wish they would have spent some fucking budget on making him look like an alien because I'm hating all these aliens that are aliens but just look human.
1: That's always been a Doctor Who problem, though. Has it? Well, my interpretation is they're not aliens, they're future humans, but...
0: I think there are instances where you can do that where they're not aliens, they're future humans, but he was certainly not a future human. I think they well, talked they do, about how he was an they alien. They do
1: weird stuff with the future humans all the way back you know, in like the David Tennant ages where there's just like the guy who has the disease where he's turning into stone and stuff. Yeah, but that's like a disease
0: that could exist today. It's just we haven't been to a part of space where that exists yet. I, you know? Okay,
1: I agree. This guy was clearly some sort of alien where males are the ones who breed or whatever. I, th- right. I, think,
0: I think they mention in the episode he's an alien. I just wish they would if he's human that's fine, but I'm pretty sure just they said he was an alien. Just at least paint his
1: skin green yeah. or something.
0: Again with the episode they go New, 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 New York and you know with David uh, with Chris Freckleson on the satellite when Earth's about to explode and all those different aliens show up to like, witness it. There mm-hmm. was a great diversity in alien cultures that were there to witness the end of the planet and they spent the budget on the practical effects really. You can definitely say that the Earth burning up's aged a little bit, but and
1: I get... He definitely had a much higher focus on CGI effects and practical effects this season. Yeah,
0: and CGI like, again. I think the show is is the prettiest looking Doctor Who's looked in a long time. But yeah. I still think also the things that are bl- bland are aliens. They just everyone's everyone's For a human. Most...
1: Yeah, I I can see your issue with that. I I can understand that criticism. It is. Uh, this
0: this the this the general lady who's like a, a fighter pilot with drones or something who's dying because she's done it too much. Yeah. She's the Luke Skywalker of this episode because she goes back in cold turkey and dies. Mhm. You know. Um. Spoilers. Fucking spoilers, yeah. Uh, she's got a brother who's got a complicated relationship with her. That was great. In this yeah, episode, it was okay. In this episode, they mention that Yaz yeah, is a police officer because they use her correctly. Um, they said that uh they get the doctor says, you go and help help the guy uh, kind of make sure everything's safe or whatever. And they're walking around with guns or something and she's like, yeah, I'm yeah. a policewoman or something. I can't remember the line. But see, it, 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 sometimes they do remember when they think, okay, this is a good moment to mention it, you know? And other times when it's also a good moment to mention it, they just fucking don't. Uh,
1: anyway, this episode was like... Like you said, a great episode of Star Trek. This really interesting sci-fi concept of yes, this, alien, this alien who just eats everything. Yes, he looked cute to sell toys. Yeah, Not something new well, to Doctor
0: Who, you know, with the Power Ranger Daleks and such, but you know, he was cute to sell toys. He was the new absorbaloff not absorbaloff that was Peter K. <laughs> um, he was not the absorbaloff the, the Adipose. He was the new Adipose. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. absorbaloff Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> oh, good times. It's you. Just sometimes you have to remember that not every 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 season of Doctor Who has that episode.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you just need to remember that you know, every every moment in time has its ups and downs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus, that episode. Um, it ends with a glory hole woman. <laughs>
0: oh fucking hell! Let Let's move on quickly. Um. And, you know, it eats through any material it finds. That's fine. That's nice. And they were heading towards, like, a space station that they had to, that they, you know, they couldn't yeah. dock with because it would put everyone at risk. There was a risk. time limit. It was a hospital or something, which is all great. This is all great. You know, this, this. I think there's also an episode of Star Wars Clone Wars that's quite similar with uh, everyone's trying to evacuate a hospital in time.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Uh, and, it, you know, it was really good. I, this episode was very much good Doctor Who. Much good Star Trek, but, you know, (laughs) passable Doctor Who. i thoroughly enjoyed this episode.
1: Here's what I think about episodes like this, though, which is um, this episode had four other characters in it. And it's like, okay, you're just... We we don't really have... We need to see more of the main cast before you keep introducing loads of new characters in every episode. The point was
0: to show that this medical transport wasn't just flying back from somewhere empty.
1: Well, yeah, I, I get I understand it from an episode perspective. I just wonder if maybe this episode should have been later in the season.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Again, I, I when I think when I I mean maybe if I rewatch it, again, I'll have more thoughts. I Think I've only watched it once or twice. I can't remember necessarily having an issue with any of the decisions that were made. I mean, again, that again, I like the I mean.
1: episode. I just wonder if it would have been better to have more focus on the main cast first.
0: Well. You know, maybe they'll give everyone a pay increase for the next season and they'll realise they don't have enough money to afford extras.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, next. I assume you don't like the next episodes. Remind me what's the next one.
0: The packet... next
1: episode is Demons of the Punjab.
0: Demons of the Punjab. What a bloody awful episode. <laughs> they couldn't even get the credits right, In the credits instead of... Like, the music was amazing. Again, in the credits, they um, they don't play the Doctor Who theme. They play the theme of the episode as the the episode of the theme. Yeah, and it's like, nah, nah. I want, I want, I want to hear the 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 typical words like kind the dialogue finishes. Then you hear the Doctor Who theme that cuts the credits. That
1: that would have been better. My main but problem that's, that's is, a pick. I don't. When when you do the the character specific, I want to learn about my history thing. Everything has to be compared to the Rose episode where she tries to save her dad, which is one of the best episodes of Capaldi's reign. Not Capaldi, sorry. Eccleston. Eccleston's reign. <laughs> where, she, where she saves her dad and everything gets screwed up. Everything gets screwed up. That's a great episode. It's a
0: great episode. I never liked it growing up because it scared me. Uh, but yes, it's a good episode. I, um, but... Uh, this one you, just has what, a
1: very a very silly sci-fi re- remember, concept attached to it. Remember
0: what I said about how this it, this show is not doing enough with aliens or practical effects? Yep. This episode had some of the most unique and cool aliens I think I've ever seen in Doctor
1: Who, maybe in all of science fiction. And they would have been great if they were the actual villain of the episode.
0: <laughs> they would have been great if they were the actual villain. Even if they were not the villain, just put more emphasis on it. They were just kind of their... Because again, with the Rosa Parks episode, it was they're there because it's Doctor Who, and we need an alien, even if he's just because it's Doctor Who, and not because the writers actually care about having them being there. You know, see when it was like well, they were the, the assassins of the universe, then they became the witnesses of the universe or whatever, and it was love it absolutely love it. But then it just all came down to you know the British Empire was collapsing, and the nation, the the India was being divided, and you know it was.
1: Like this, it's it, a BBC series, interesting
0: not BBC Doctor documentary. Who. <laughs> Not even doc- documentary, just like series where they, they can dr- uh, make a dramatisation version of the story. But why did we
1: have to see it in Doctor Who? I, I just... The main thing that bothers me about this episode is it's supposed to be Yaz's episode and it's not about Yaz. It's not about Yaz. No, it's definitely not about Yaz. And then when the
0: when, when I'll jump to the end again. When they go back to the present day, the grandmother doesn't remember seeing you. like that would have been great if that was like a thing she was keeping in her back pocket all these years. Like yeah. my my granddaughter came back and visited. Well me I and I will keep I this expected secret.
1: like the doctor to be there and she would be like, Oh my god, it's 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 you. I recognise you. Uh,
0: no, I, I didn't think necessarily she was gonna interact with the doctor, like uh, the, the old version of the grams the grams. Hmm. But I definitely thought that, like, at the, well, st- I wasn't,
1: at the start. I wasn't even sure if that was supposed to be present there or not. I, I found that scene really confusing at the end. Yeah. It's like, is this supposed to be a flashback? I, no, I can't tell. I, I didn't
0: think it was supposed to be a flashback, but it's like, at the start, they're all sitting around having dinner. Then, like, you know, the favourite granddaughter, and she, it feels like she knows more than she's willing to tell because she was married, like, a first time or whatever. That's the point mm-hmm. of the episode. Then when you come back around at the end of the episode, you find out why she was being secretive, that, like, oh, she's actually, you know, she she's already experienced what happens in the episode because, you know, she's, she's known all this time that her granddaughter would grow up and go back in time, and now that she's finally done the thing that went back in time, now she can finally reveal that I've remembered for all these years, you know, what you were going to do, and now you know, and now we have a new, closer relationship as two individuals, you know?
1: Hmm.
0: But no, no, they just never mentioned it, and I thought that was a real shame.
1: It would have made Yaz more interesting. Would have made oh, Yaz yeah. a lot more
0: interesting. <sighs> I don't really have much to say about this episode because I, yeah, it was I, I thought it was really boring.
1: Why does it not that thing where the aliens they like witness people who die alone? Yeah. Doesn't that conflict with with the uh, the final Capaldi episode plot? <laughs>
0: Oh, you're right. Oh, fuck. They ruined it. Oh, God, no.
1: Shit, Kyle. Why'd you have to remember? Oh, I was, was, was just... Twice I upon... was thinking about oh, it tw- the entire episode. It's like, didn't they already do an episode about this? Twice, twice Upon a Time is a great
0: episode. Oh, no. Oh, no. God, guy. Oh, fuck off, Chris Chibnall. <laughs> he didn't write it. Uh, did he not? Well, he hired the guy who did. Um. Oh, no. That, oh, twice Upon a Time is a great episode ends and all that. I thought it was a bit confusing, but I've kind of worked it in my head. Maybe what's it's kind of how uh, the the monks also conflict with the silence. Yeah. Um, and I I think the silence are better than the monks. It's maybe the aliens are sitting there to witness their death, but at the same time, the the glass people from the future come back and yank them out because they freeze time. And these assassins are still part of the timeline, so they can do both, technically, and the assassin people would never know.
1: I guess so. If
0: they just kept in the assassins and made in the villains, okay, now that you've mentioned the Twice Upon a Time thing, that would have been better. But having them be witnesses was fine until I remember Twice Upon a Time.
1: Let's just go past this episode. So were they I'm also there?
0: Were they, were they all... No, because they weren't alone, I suppose. I was going to say, were they there when um, and the Mark Gattis character was supposed to die in the crater, but he wasn't alone. So he, he, they would have no. been there. Oh, well.
1: Um, anyway, let's go to the next episode because I like the next episode. Kablam! Kablam!
0: Great episode. Very good. Kablam was so much fun. Um, I think when I was watching it there was a thing I didn't like but I can't remember what it is now so I'm just going to say that I really, really enjoyed it.
1: I... I thought that the, the obviously creepy design of the Kerbalam Man was like kind of on the nose, but... It reminded me of you know. like a mixture of the pilot
0: fish when, you know, in the early Eccleston David Tennant days where there was um it was the Santa Clauses with the metal faces and they had like the flamethrower brass instruments.
1: I do not remember it was, that. It was What? It, remember
0: David Tennant's first Christmas episode with the Sycorax? And there was those like Santa Claus people walking around the Christmas market on Earth and then like when they're playing uh, Christmas music and then like they look over at Mickey and Rose and they blast flamethrowers out of their trombones.
1: I did not remember that. And... I'll need to watch that episode again.
0: Yeah, and then they show up at they show up at see, Rose's see. house and they like David Tennant like wakes up briefly and he has like an orange and he's, um, in his um and his dressing gown and he like points at them with his sonic screwdriver and they teleport away.
1: Yeah, I don't remember that at all.
0: Then they also show up in The Runaway Bride because they kidnap Catherine Tate really briefly. Then David Tennant rides along beside the taxi in a TARDIS and then like, she jumps over into the TARDIS.
1: Nope, don't remember that either. Ah,
0: the pilot of are great, man. Now whenever I hear that song played by brass instruments, I think I'm about to be burned to death.
1: <laughs> to me, they remind me a lot of the, uh, the concierges from the Titanic Christmas special.
0: Oh, the, the the angels, they would, they would cut yeah. their head off with their frisbee halos.
1: Just like this, this idea of robots, they're obviously evil. It's also been before the, the, <laughs> yeah before Doctor
0: Who. the clockwork Frenchman? Yep, yep. Madame de Pompadour? That was a really... I, that episode still scares me to this day. I think, I think the visuals are really creepy.
1: Yeah, they're creepy. Anyway, great episode. I don't know if I have much to say about it, really. Um, other than it's just a good episode.
0: I have a question. Uh-huh. The Clearly, they were in the time vortex, right? Yeah. When the thing was delivered. So, that would imply that the Kerbalam people can enter the time vortex. Why did they <laughs> deliver it to Jodie Whittaker and not deliver it to Matt Smith?
1: Well, my interpretation of it was... Um... I don't think they were. I don't think they were actually in the time. I'll need to watch the episode again. I don't think they were in the time I'm sure they was. were because
0: they made a big issue of being like, it's Jessica, and we can't get away from it. It's like, well, I'll just go to a different time zone. But no. so
1: Well, you know the TARDIS. It's it's not very nice. <sighs> Apparently so. Apparently so. Do, they make a reference at some point in the season I can't Camera which episode to the TARDIS being alive. And it just, I just of, reminded me of the... Um, that's kind of been a thing since like
0: 2005
1: yeah. or whatever. I, it just always reminds me of the episode where the TARDIS actually became a living woman. Oh yeah, that was I think that was in like season
0: six <laughs> or something. Yeah, with yeah. the the planet the eight Time Lords. Yep. That I really liked that episode. I, th- I think the TARDIS being a, in a woman's body was a bit eh. but apart from that, I really liked the episode.
1: Anyway, Kablam man! I I I just uh, interpreted it as the Doctor oh. ordered that 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 thing like a thousand years ago. And it just went through a different time period and never actually got it. Yeah. See, so now that they're back in that time period, that it's actually arrived.
0: I guess if I guess if, if they were back in that time period for the first time, then yes, I will accept it. But I'm sure they're running the time vortex, and they just didn't think the joke through pretty well when they are doing the VFX.
1: I'll have to I'll have to watch it again.
0: Okay, we'll come back with an update next time, guys.
1: Yep. Oh, anyway, uh, can, I, oh can I? quickly
0: sl- mention? Uh, shout out to Lee Mack. He was the special celebrity guest in this episode, and he did a fantastic job.
1: When was he in the episode? He
0: was the he was the guy that was kind of helping Yaz, and he had a son, and he was like saving up, and he was he was the, he was the comedian. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, okay, okay. Oh, I don't know
0: yeah, what you're oh, about. He, he, um you familiar with his work as a comedian? Yes. Okay, uh, funny guy. He was in the episode really, really well. It was great. Then he died, I think.
1: Okay, yeah. Good episode, good sci-fi concepts, interesting villain, fun stuff. Good ep- good all-round episode, yes. I
0: think. Yes, oh, a good all-round episode with a special with the twist of who the bad guy actually is.
1: Yeah, I thought that was good. Yep. Next episode, I I like this episode. I have a feeling you wouldn't like this episode because it's another historical one. Uh, this is the
0: one we- with Alan Cummings as King James, right? Yes. So much lost potential in this episode. <laughs> I, I don't know, I feel like the story wasn't really the issue, necessarily. Except the whole thing about how they won't let a woman speak. I thought that was really fucking pandering about BS.
1: Um, it's acu- I mean, it's accurate, though. I, all, I didn't think that was But they, they, they
0: were scared of witchcraft, and then all she does for the whole episode is give them evidence that she might
1: actually be a witch. Which is why they try and drown her.
0: Yeah, in that era and time, it's very apt that they probably would do that, you know just saying they, they they were kind of acting and they were surprised how they were treated, you know?
1: They weren't surprised. They were annoyed.
0: <laughs> they were annoyed. And then they let Yaz walk away, like, random. Well, I'll go back and see that girl whose grand just got murdered, you know, in this random time period where, you know, it's not too good for, for women, you know? Oh, you let me walk away by myself. And they're, oh, okay, Yaz, yeah, you go do that. We'll go speak to the crazy well, lady. Well,
1: I did find it weird how... Even though they made a huge emphasis on the racism in the Rosa episode, they made absolutely no reference to the racism in this episode. Whatever, this episode was about sexism instead, and you can't have two issues at once, apparently. Yeah, uh, I know it's because King James James became buddy buddy with Ryan. Um, Well, my my theory about this is it must be because they're not written by the same people and they don't talk to each other beforehand.
0: I'm pretty sure all writers talk to each other when they're working in a show. They're, they have a writer's room and stuff and a WhatsApp chat probably. I don't know. Um But you know I didn't think this also at the end would they do like a weird it looks like I'm watching a Tim Burton stop motion animation at the end with the, the
1: with the the mud monster. <laughs> You know, I love. I, uh, full disclosure. I love the dumbness of the mud monster. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought it was interesting that
0: they've been imprisoned in that hell for all time, but at the same at the same time, so much else has happened on the planet Earth that these people have just not not been let free by anything. Well, it
1: was cutting down the tree that did it.
0: Yeah, but. So much. Like, that tree wasn't always there. A meteor crashed. There was dinosaurs roaming the earth. There's been ice ages. There's been, you know, massive...
1: Well, it's not saying the tree's been there forever. It's been there for a long time, though. But, you know, long time relative to human history. So Long time relative to human history. I I, I just think... I
0: I don't know. I I thought that... Again, the whole episode was meant to talk about witchcraft and wizardry in the Middle Ages. And you know, instead of actually doing an episode about aliens in Doctor Who, where it finds out, you know they, they're actually aliens under a tree, and it, it took them—I I remember my tweet actually now—I think I said it took thirty-eight minutes for Doctor Who to Doctor Who, because it took them. See, I—I I went, went into this episode having—I went into this
1: episode having read your tweet, and I disagreed. Yeah. So, because I think history is equally a part of Doctor Who. I don't know. I think. History. They established, they established that the mud is evil pretty early on.
0: Like I, I always said I've always said this about Doctor Who sometimes where if you wanna do a historical episode where you go back in time, like, you've gotta have the characters I guess I, at the same time I kind of critiqued the Rosa Parks episode for the same thing. Where you know when they go when they go back in time to Alabama and then the the ca- protagonists are treated like shit because they're not white that's good like it's not good that it happened but like it's good for the episode to um to portray it like they're not pretending that the past was all rosy Eh ha rosy <laughs> rosy hey, hey um, <laughs> um <laughs> and you know everything it was real and sometimes i think doctor who in the past has done a really hey past again um it's done a really bad job with actually portraying that sometimes you know Oh, yeah. Previous this... incarnations to go back and everything's just rose gold.
1: I mean, you mentioned the William Shakespeare episode, and, and obviously Martha's the companion in that episode, and, and they just have Shakespeare hit on her and call her a foreign queen, or whatever it was. So. Uh-huh. Um,
0: and it's. It, it felt very much kind of like they just didn't really address it much. But however, even if you are going to address it, I still think that the fiction that you're writing should still supersede the historical events. Like, it should play a part, you should mention it, but don't make it like a... Well,
1: don't I make do you it like you should have liked emphasis. this episode Then this entire episode. Um, King James was just a joke, basically. <laughs> and the,
0: and that was stupid.
1: <laughs> I thought it was funny. I mean...
0: I love Alan Cummings as an actor. I think he's great. And did he use his Scottish accent at all in this episode? Didn't it sound Scottish? I can't remember. No, he was um, French,
1: I believe. I thought he was being English. I was... It was just like I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be French,
0: and I thought it was supposed to be King James the Sixth or the King James the First of England, and he was a Scottish king. He was the king of Scotland.
1: I think it was Scottish a king actor. James. I
0: thought it was the, that King James. so I was quite surprised. I can't remember what year they said this was in. So no year where he would have cha- you know, transcended. So I can't remember. Transcended. Transcended to the throne of Great Britain instead of Scotland.
1: I don't know. I, I, I liked King James. I thought it was funny. I thought he don't know what more to
0: tell you. I thought he ate up every single screen time that he had. But then, like again, see what you're criticising the Star Trek episodes for? With, like, you had too many characters and you weren't giving enough time to your actual cast? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Alan Cummings did. He came in and he just made a mockery of, you know, basically everything. And not him as a person, just the character he was portraying. And as a result, every other character just kind of had to stand around and do nothing.
1: I, I, I like the interactions between him and the Doctor.
0: I thought those were pretty good. The only person he interacted with, you know? I, I feel like Ryan and Graham were really put off to the side for that episode.
1: I don't know about that. I they, they give Graham the silly hat.
0: No, oh, the silly hat? Okay, sorry. He is never a hat stand for the duration of this episode. I don't know, I, I find this episode to be relatively um wasteful.
1: That's what I figured your opinion. I like this episode, but I I can I understand why you don't like it, but I just I thought it was a nice fun hearted the the evil mud episode of Doctor Who. It reminded me of some of the dumber episodes of like David Tennant era.
0: I could ag- so... I, I could agree with that, but I also think those type of dumb episodes are very forgettable also
1: maybe. I
0: would say they're more keen with like the sixth season of um, Matt Smith's tenure. It's like with like uh, mermaids on pirate ships in space.
1: Ah, uh, dinosaurs. And, dinosaurs and spaceship on spaceships. And all and all that. And, yeah, yeah, all
0: that jazz. Like, weird one-offs that you're never going to really remember unless someone brings it up.
1: I guess I can see that. It, it was. I'll, I'll give you that. Anyway, the next episode. We'll get to that one because I like the next episode too. Which because. But it has some dumb things I don't like, but it's um it takes you away.
0: Is that the one in the mirror? Yes, I quite enjoyed this episode. It was it had some issues, it definitely had some issues, but I did enjoy it.
1: The main thing I didn't like in this episode. Was the weird guy they find in the plane between the two dimensions? The weird... What the the hell was that about? I
0: thought he reminded me of an evil version of Neelix from Star Trek Voyager.
1: (gasps) I thought the same (laughs) (laughs) thing! He was... He was ridiculous! he looked really dumb he said really dumb things i don't know why how or why he was I there i
0: think it would have been much simpler if they just went through the mirror and were in the other place i
1: know it's not as if the the weird cave in between actually amounted to anything they want there was weird moths that were attracted to like the red I, balloon like... from the it movies i thought pennywise the clown was in there somewhere I guess it was there just to add a monster into the film, but or yeah, not the film the episode, but, but, but I, I can, the episode didn't need a monster. The, kind
0: of the pocket universe or whatever it was called that was lonely and wanted to be yeah. friends or something. I can't the, remember the, li- the
1: living dimension or whatever it yeah, was. The living
0: dimension, whatever it was, that that was that was uh, antagonist enough in itself.
1: You're okay yeah. with that. We didn't need Neelix, the evil goblin, because. Um, once again, the stuff with Graham and Grace in, that, in this episode was really good too. Amazing. Uh, amazing. We'll note
0: right now I hate, I mean hate, hated the frog.
1: <laughs> the frog was dumb. I, the, fro-
0: that, for, the frog for a, for was a split, beyond dumb.
1: For a split second, I was like, okay, this thing can transform into anything. Wouldn't it be awesome if it transformed into something we recognize as fans, like a previous character? Because they could do that. They have infinite potential. It's like, oh no, it's a frog. It's a fucking yeah, frog in someone, a chair. But,
0: <laughs> but it would need to be. It would need to be someone who the doctor. Oh no, because it was the doctor speaking. It could have been anyone. Shit. Yeah, that's I thought, what I mean. I thought, it could been I literally, was, was, literally for, anyone. For, for a second, I thought it was going to be Bradley Walsh. But yeah, oh, uh, imagine it was like Peter Capaldi
1: or something. And like, imagine if it was Billy Piper. Like anything.
0: I don't think it would have been Billy Pfeiffer because I think it's a little bit too far gone and she just came back for the 50th. But like how in the first episode of Peter Capaldi's tenure, Matt Smith did the phone call to Clara. Yeah. It it could it could have been Peter Capaldi. It could. obviously it wouldn't have been Peter Capaldi, it would have been the pocket dimension pretending to be that version of the doctor, yeah, but it I would just, have been a more interesting mean, interaction.
1: It could have been anyone. I think and it, it would have, have been, been more interesting than a frog. I
0: think I think it would have been easier if they just went with Grace because they used the actor's voice. Why didn't you pay her to be on screen? I didn't think they showed her face. I didn't think they showed her back, didn't they? No,
1: they showed Grace.
0: Oh, did, yeah, she, they did. Because they did, they, did, they did that whole she, thing standing did, in front yeah. of the mirror for like 10 minutes, yeah. Um, blind daughter. I get why she was there. It was for a reason for the father to return.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he puts monster speakers outside. Just... For manufactured attention,
1: I, I have to say I thought it was a little bit cliché that the blind person immediately notices it's fake. But you know, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, but I think it did I seem that, a bit think the bit cliche. actor's really blind as well. So that, I really I, I figured that they, they seemed put they seemed blind. I didn't look into or anything. No, I, I think if, I read something if, that the actor was actually blind. It's that's not exactly a new thing for Doctor Who. They had the the deaf um, person in the episode before. So yeah,
0: uh huh.
1: Um, you know, the
0: house was pretty, I guess. It felt like I was watching it was an episode a nice of house. Dead at first with how boarded up it was.
1: I felt like I was watching an episode on HGTV about finding holiday houses.
0: <laughs> location, location, location.
1: It a nice
0: uh, it's a nice house. I can't remember. Was the mum dead or was the mum also in the pocket dimension, living dimension place, or was she just... Uh, a phantom she was image dead, to get the dad to stay there.
1: She was dead, and the and the um the, the the pocket dimension was using an image of her to keep him there.
0: Right. Okay. Um. Then also, I took See the doctor when she wrote. When the doctor when she wrote um those things on the wall, assumed dad's dead. Yeah. I, I was like, "You
1: fucking This is dark." <laughs> I, so I, I, I was like, "That was the one thing in this episode. It's like, but the doctor really do that?" <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got. It's like, specifically, this doctor is, is always like super happy and cheerful about everything. It's like, well, assume dad is dead. It's like Jesus Christ. I know. I
0: I was like, I, I don't know. I can I don't know if I can complain about it apart from just a comment on it. And I was like, Christ, this is dark. It, it, it's like um, oh yeah, I had an analogy, but it just went out of my head. But yeah, I mean, that was that that was that was oh oh and Ryan was a babysitter for the episode i'm not really sure that was necessary but sure okay if you want to give the blind girl some character it, it, then okay give her a supporting cast member to stay with her
1: it was kind of it's like we set up this thing of like oh Ryan hates kids and then by the epi- end of the episode he doesn't hate kids anymore but you know you establish a problem in an episode and then fix the problem not, in that episode
0: <laughs> throughout, this epi- throughout the season there's been the subtle undertones of Ryan missing his father or his father not being there for him. Yep, that's
1: true. Which, which is why you know, the we'll get, of, uh, Yeah, it's yeah, it runs, it's why it runs. the New up specials special. the actual finale.
0: Yeah, but that's why the New Year's Special is the actual finale. But um it, this come up like with uh when they were on the Star Trek spaceship and they were help yeah. he was helping the, the, the guy that was gonna give away the the baby that he was gonna have and he was like, Well you'd be a great dad You know, and you can't yeah, give up your a... child.
1: There is a lot of themes of like family and parenthood in this season.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just thought I'd mention that so then when it comes up in the season final it isn't going to be so kind of like, well, where the hell was that building?
1: No, and it's not just with that too. It's just a lot of themes like Back to Demons of the Punjab. That was all about family. Yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: A lot of the episodes have been about Doctor family refers stuff. refers to
0: everyone as fam.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: But... You know, this episode, I thought, again, I hated the frog, but I thought that the kind of the discussion that the doctor was having with, I'm, I'm just going to pretend that the frog was Grace, um, mm. the, the the discussion the doctor was having with Grace was great. I thought the writing was quite good in that moment. Uh, I didn't like that it was like, oh, we're now friends, I've got to go, then she, she like blows them a kiss goodbye. It felt like it was, it was a shot specifically meant for the trailer, because it was in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and then I forgot all about that shot in the trailer until it showed up in the episode, and I was like, Christ, that was in all the trailers as well, yeah. And they had that stupid song about gloriousness or something playing throughout the trailer. And I was like, yes, that shot was meant for this bit! Yes, aha! Uh-huh. I, I understand now. You
1: I, know, I didn't I see the trailer,
0: looked, so... I, I just I thought it was that. Uh, it felt too fourth wall breaky again. It felt like she was blowing a kiss mm. to the audience, not the character or the dimension or whatever she was doing. And, you know, again, uh, the 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 dynamic between uh, Graham and Grace is great love it. love love. love
1: it. I I really like the scene where the doctor was kind of like having doing the house thing of figuring out what's going on, and she talks about her gran, or one of her grands, and how she used to also think she used to be crazy, but she was definitely right about this one. I I like that. Yeah, scene.
0: I I thought that was all too much to be honest. I was like right i get time lords have all these different regenerations and stuff but it it felt unneeded it felt I, like they were I, going out of their way to make that confusing
1: well that's it's time lords you know you're talking about a pocket universe that's actually alive it's not gonna be simple is it
0: Nah, I know, but I I I don't know what felt they were making a point of like making it confusing just because people were going to think I'll be all flustered and go, oh, that was quite funny. I do not find it funny. I was I was really trying to map out the family structure of Time Lords, and from every other part of Doctor Who <laughs> I've think, watched in the past, I think that's a problem it, with it, you. It makes sense. The Doctor has been a father before to to the clone girl who never came back. Well, and also the very
1: first Doctor's also, companion also, was, his was his granddaughter,
0: right? I want to know who that granddaughter's mother was. I want to know is the doctor her f- first grandfather, her f- fourth grandfather? I don't. I don't know how this works, Kyle. Like uh, you're saying, well, I'm overthinking. I'm saying I deserve fucking answers.
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> you, you learn after watching this show for a while that it doesn't. You don't get answers. Okay.
0: <laughs> I want answers. goddammit. it.
1: Anyway, this episode, good sci-fi concepts. I have to say, when they first got out of the yeah. TARDIS and the TARDIS is on, like, the... the was, were they in Norway? Yeah, feel Norway, I feel bad now. I think they were in Norway. And these, it's the TARDIS on these, like, luscious Norway hills. I thought that was a nice shot. It looked very, like, screensaver or something, yeah, but so it, it was, it was like, nice. it looked
0: very, oh, this is my desktop image, let's put it in the episode yeah. Doctor Who. Uh,
1: it was it was a nice shot, though. Yeah, so but I think, I think as
0: a whole, this episode this episode was a good concept piece. Nice to see, like, this is what we can do with, like, external thinking if there isn't a Villain of the Week, because the Villain of the Week this week technically would have been the Neelix character. Yeah, he was
1: still...
0: But, um, not, but uh, like, in terms of, like, I a think, concept, we can think, think bigger. Episode... Not
1: all villains need to be actual individuals. They can be
0: dimensions. I thought it was very good.
1: I agree. I think this episode relied slightly too much on the there is no evil plan thing. Because it did it in the under Conundrum. The villain in that wasn't like malice or anything. It was just like a natural oh, wow. phenomenon. And then Demons of the Punjab didn't have a villain. And then this episode didn't have a villain either. I felt like it relied on the we don't have a villain this episode thing slightly too many times.
0: I mean, the. the. Uh... Twice Upon a Time also did that, but I think they made a point of being like, oh, it's not a villain with an evil plan, because when they eventually find out that those, like, glass, time traveling people. I know,
1: I know, and they're actually... like, oh, it's not an evil plan. I don't yes. know what to do when it's not an evil yeah. plan.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't really mind it when it's the twist of, oh, they're not actually evil. I, I, I never noticed I, I don't that mind this season be. did that a lot. I never noticed this season, because it felt like what they were trying to do with this season was humans are the bad guys, not the aliens. You know, uh, people who are for hate they... and division, or for you okay, know conservatism, well. they're the villains.
1: Maybe. I I won't say this episode is non-political, especially that A plus Brexit joke in the, in the New Year special. But...
0: Oh, what was the Brexit joke?
1: You don't miss that. You know, it was um, can't, was closed because of um, no longer backed by their international oh. partners.
0: Yes, Oh, alright, okay. That, I was a, that, that was a, a tall
1: Brexit joke.
0: <laughs> alright, okay, because how I thought of it was like, because I, when I was thinking of, through that whole point, I was thinking of UNIT, and I was thinking of like, but UNIT's an international organisation, and I was thinking of the offices in New York where Martha was as a doctor when the Daleks invaded. That was a big thing in my head during that episode, because for some reason the whole world seems to forget the Daleks invaded the Earth. Uh, <laughs> but we'll come to that. Always happens in Doctor Who. Every every time. I hate it. I I genuinely hate it when people are dumb that they pretend aliens don't exist where I know they know that they don't. No, well, sorry.
1: Cut that. Anyway, we've we'll got we've got one more we've got another one more episode before we get to the New Year special. The Battle of Ranskur Kolos. I thought this episode was I kind thought, of boring. I thought it was
0: probably maybe my second favorite third favorite episode of the
1: season i'm gonna assume the new year special is your favorite because it's my favorite mm.
0: too oh no i never thought of that shit uh oh i haven't ordered them since i saw the new year special right everything might have changed pretend i don't have an order <laughs> sorry um but yeah no uh, this episode i thought was promising i thought the i thought the aliens that could do things that could live for a millennia but then they jumped three thousand years later and they were still alive which was really stupid
1: but, but they already
0: established they can live for a millennia. Yes, they can live for a millennia. They went three millennia into the future and they're still there.
1: I think when it said millennia, it, th- it meant millions. Millennia means thousands. Yeah, I-, I know that, but did they actually say millennia's?
0: Either they said thousand or they said millennia, but the word million never came into it in my in my memory, and I remember it being a criticism in my head at the time. So I'm pretty sure my past memory would have been more aware that they said it, and they didn't. So I'm going to assume that they just fucking forgot what millennia meant.
1: I would I I didn't have a problem with them being alive. I had a problem with the fucking stenza being alive though. <laughs>
0: He was all like in Darth Vader oxygen mask stuff, and like he had been transported there from directly Here's the after.
1: Here's the thing with all that, right? That guy is not a strong enough villain to be the final villain. No, I see. Which is yeah, why I found I this to be an anticlimactic um, finale.
0: I agree that, you know, the stanza, there are people who have. They've never been around in Doctor Who before and suddenly with two appearances they're supposed to be the big bad of the show. And it's like, no, 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 no. These species have not warranted it yet. They've only been around in one episode and now you're saying the big bad of... Not
1: even the species! It's like this... is just Sten- this Yeah, the Stenza guy. haven't been
0: around so you can't say they're the big bad because they haven't done
1: enough. Like, I and, expected you know, this I... season to end with, like, a, a Stenza Invasion of Earth type episodes yeah. But it didn't. <laughs>
0: They kinda did with the. the, He was using the millennia living god aliens to shoot a laser beam down on Earth.
1: To shrink the planets? Yes, like like, like Despicable Me? Oh shit, that's what they did in Despicable Me! Oh, they did that in (laughs) Despicable Me, didn't they? Wow. It even doesn't last forever!
0: Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh god, damn it, Doctor Who! What are you doing? This is this was despicable. Me. There was there was even minions. Oh, yep. God damn it. Yep. Um. Okay. Well, this is definitely <laughs> my order. I thought Mark Addy, uh, King Robert Baratheon. Yep. I think he was underutilized, but he was good with things he was given.
1: I agree it was underutilized. It was very... It's always strange when I see Game of Thrones actors not in like well, fantasy I, I, I've costumes.
0: I've been aware of him since before Game of Thrones so it doesn't really throw me, but yeah.
1: He, Game of Thrones was the first place I saw him so I always find it strange when I see Game of Thrones actors and they're not wearing like big robes and stuff. <laughs>
0: they're asking for more wine. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah I mean... he
1: was okay. He, he wasn't used very much, I agree. But he he wasn't... Underused too badly? I think he still did enough.
0: I don't think he was criminally underused, I just do think there was there was a bigger part for him and they just didn't give him it. Um I think that is uh overall that I, I quite like the episode. I see the actor they have that plays uh, Tim Shaw or Kim Shaw, whatever the, the the guy's name is. Toothface I Tooth think face. he's a great actor. Tooth face. to yeah, Toothface the Predator guy. Um, who was in the Who was in the pilot of this season? He, he was. I thought he was really good. I really like him as an actor. I think he's really good at imposing like a threat. Like see when he's like, sitting on that thing and he looks really cool in that sit down pose he has, and he stands up and takes the mask off, and he starts talking and he's walking around. I think he's really threatening. Like I think he is an opposing villain, but not for Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> Like, I don't know how to justify it, just not for Jodie Whittaker, maybe for another doctor, but not for Jodie Whittaker. And you could maybe say, oh, well, the that thing across, is you know, that, like, she's a woman, so
1: he's it's, it's more, It's more so that she isn't scared of him in any way, she just sasses him the whole time. I, 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 uh,
0: I, I don't know how, how I really feel about it, I just think that he looks like the type I... of villain who you expect to have an actual fight with the doctor, but. You can't have a big, scary alien man in a in a what they would like to say is a kids' television show, completely beating up a woman.
1: Well, the so, problem with that is he he has an Insta Kill move though, so he can't really fight anyone anyway. I, I just I wanted to
0: I just he looked really physically imposing, and I wanted to see him do some do some stuff.
1: I I have to disagree he, with you. He got shot in the leg the by, by a sixty year old man. Did, did he have a cape? He got shot in the leg by a 60 year old man and then he got shoved in tank. He was not an imposing villain. Who shot him? Bradley Walsh shot him. Oh, Graham shot him at the end. Sorry. Uh, that I was my favourite part of the episode. Was Bradley Walsh I saying, can... I'm going to kill that guy.
0: I completely forgot about that in this episode, Kel. Thank you for salvaging part of this episode. See, Bradley Walsh having like this, this through line of he's going to kill him and he doesn't care what the doctor says. And like mm-hmm. he killed Grace and all that, and it was like a thing. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I really was like, okay, this is good. This is actually good character like motivation here. I can clearly see an A to B of why he's doing this. And the whole time I thought... There's actually a good chance he might do it because he's the older cast member, they might not want to keep him around for multiple seasons. Uh, I, I, I don't think Bradley Walsh is, is
1: in it for the long run. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I thought I I feel like if they want to thin down if they ever point want to thin down this incarnation of the TARDIS crew, Bradley Walsh is first to go, despite him being the best character yeah. in the show, in my opinion, right now. And so I he's I thought, the oldest, either, he's you know, he... He's also got a career outside of Doctor Who that's well established, yeah. everyone loves him in the UK and game shows and stuff. And you know, it's like, I thought, this could go two ways. Either either he changes his mind and he has a bonding moment with Ryan and he doesn't kill him. Or, if they want to thin down the TARDIS crew, he actually kills him and they resolve the issue with the alien. And then the Doctor takes him back to Earth and says, I'm not travelling with you anymore. And then mm-hmm. him and Ryan have like a break, have like a, I'll talk to you later. And they get in the TARDIS and they never see Bradley Walsh again. I, I really didn't know what was going to happen. Maybe in retrospect, I should have thought... Said- they think this show's for kids and they won't do that. But at the time, I did so much... Like, I, I think, really, I think they handled... Go
1: I think they handled not killing him pretty well. It's the whole, like, being a better I man type, type thing. I think they handled not killing
0: him well, well as well, by the way, I should say that. I, I, thought this, I thought it was great. I thought how they put him in the, 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 the place where they keep all the Winter Soldier people from Captain America Civil <laughs> War. <laughs> it's the same oh my god, funny. you're right. You're so right. <laughs> um, I thought, I thought like, you know, um, if somebody said Freight Train Homecoming to Tim Shaw now,
1: like, it would all be great. I, I thought they handled it really well. I... 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 The, um, the two, like, god-tier aliens, I can't remember what they were called. They had some silly name, right? I thought no, them, no never buying, be of them Yeah, I thought them buying the, uh, the Stenza guy as their god and savior was really dumb and they should have been smarter than that but whatever it's the plot of the episodes i, I think i, thought I think it was for the
0: commentary of the naivety of <laughs> an exploitation of religion that it was um, <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I never really looked too deep I, into it because you there's always some religious guy that says, ah you you said you done something that an ancient text said would happen at this exact moment in time even if you don't look at how we expected you know we do not judge we accept you
1: Okay, I'll buy that. The other thing was... Is it really believable that like, he wouldn't shrink Earth first, given the, how much he hates it?
0: He wanted to do test runs first, Kyle, so that he didn't mess it up. He wanted to shrink them properly.
1: <laughs> Once you shrink the first one properly, you know?
0: Well, then there'd be no episode, Kyle, and he would have succeeded in his, <laughs> his task. Then it would have... You know what would have been great? If he succeeded in his plan... And the episode ends in a cliffhanger with um, Jack Sparrow and Mr. Gibbs walking on the beach with it in a glass bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the I can doc- do this with my hands! The, the, the Doctor and Bradley Walsh like walk away into the sunset with a plan of how to free Earth from the cube. And then it's like, on oh, New Year's Day! And then like it's the Doctor doing stuff with his hands and they have a goat and a trumpet. And it's
1: pretty great! And then and then But then the next episode starts and they just don't address it at all. And then the movie's mm, don't crack. address it at all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> even, even, the,
0: even the cut to credits actually ends with... Oh, that would be great. I'd sign up for it.
1: See, I would do that. But that would ruin the best episode of the season. The New Year special. True. It would. So, let's talk about the New Year special. The New Year special. So, I, you have to explain you, it. Like,
0: like, can, can we start here by saying, right, we've already kind of let slip that we like it throughout this review, haven't we?
1: Yes, I think so. Yes. Right,
0: well, um, I should say that I, I enjoyed it, and I think that at first... They slipped in, and I don't think they put a big enough emphasis on it, but they slipped in a nice bit of dialogue that explains why this Dalek is so much more versatile than any other Dalek we've ever seen before.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's like a Scout dial- Dalek. It's, it's a Special scout Ops Dalek. Dalek.
0: Yes, so we've, we've never seen before. However, I think it's also bullshit that it can be cut up into three pieces. for. And, and I know in the Peter Capaldi era they made a comment of how Daleks can never die. They just decay, and Dalek sewers are also just liquid Dalek or something. They did that with Missy and uh, Clara when they were on Scarrow. Mm -hmm. And um, I get that, fine, those three pieces you cut up into wee bits and pieces might not be dead, but the fact that it can all teleport back together again and stitch itself together again in a bag, like, there's no issue, I don't really buy.
1: I I thought, when this episode first started, I was worried I wasn't watching the right thing, because it's like, is this some sort of historical documentary? Why is it a voiceover? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't mind it And I they never, ex-
1: they never explain why it has voiceover though. I figured it would cut away and it would be like some sort of documentary playing on a TV, but it doesn't.
0: It's what you call lazy exposition? I don't mind exposition dumps on TV <laughs> show narration. I don't, I don't really mind it, but I do think in this episode it was, it was just lazy. But I, 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 I took it for what it was and I moved on.
1: After that though, I, I like this episode. I think. It was a very interesting take on a Dalek episode.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I said on Twitter, um, I don't think I made a tweet about it, but I definitely tweeted it and reply to someone or two, like I think a doctor who tweeted about it. This is the actual Dalek casing design. This is as a one-off. This is really really interesting and I really enjoyed it. It it's in, in any case it's still infinitely superior to the Power Ranger Daleks we got in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I remember those. Those were brilliant. <laughs> yeah, oh, look at those. those. They'll sell toys, won't they?
1: Who thought that was a good idea? Like, let's make the Daleks less threatening. <laughs> as as I've said to you, Kyle,
0: the Stephen Moffat reinvention of Doctor Who was made for, not, it wasn't made for these, for these primary purposes, but these were the big selling points of why he got the job. He said, I will be able to increase your merchandising sales and I will be able to crack America. And he did both. Because the Cybermen looked shit. They turned into plastic things that looked more similar to the toys, and the Daleks were pretty colours that looked better on toys. <laughs> you know
1: it was
0: what, are you yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, what are you
1: gonna do? Anyway, I agree. I I don't think we're gonna see a return of this Dalek design. This was a one-off. The Dalek built himself from scratch, and I thought
0: I I thought that you know how when like something Doctor Who does it where like the Dalek is speaking to a character, and you have the camera shot of like the eye stock that like, you are the Dalek.
1: Yeah.
0: I thought this iStock camera was one of the coolest we've had in a while. It was pretty cool. Like it, it was kind of statically like it was broken up a little bit. Also when he spoke, you saw that red light coming from behind the dome. I really liked that yeah. as well. I really enjoyed that. It, it was a little bit off-putting that it looked skinnier than usual. Yeah, I understood why. Like I get it. That's why I mean it's nice yeah, to that, off. But it, uh, yeah, it, was, it was... was strange.
1: Um, I think... This episode is great but it has the one problem of it's a Dalek and the Dalek is superior to every other villain we've had in this entire season. And it's not just because Daleks are inherently better. It is. It is a well written Dalek episode. Some Dalek episodes are badly written. This is a well written Dalek episode.
0: Some Dalek episodes are absolutely crap like into the Dalek. I thought, man, that's a... Yeah,
1: it's, it's dumb. Most of the stuff Capaldi did with the Daleks was pretty dumb, but
0: yes, definitely
1: not everything. You are a good Dalek. What does that mean? What does it mean?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, for instance, um, with this Dalek episode, see, I think they've also changed the sound design for what it sounds like when it's exterminating something, and it slightly it sounded and looked. Brutal. And I don't think it's looked this brutal since 2005 when they first did the reinvention of what it looks like when they exterminate
1: or, someone. That scene where the Dalek is taking on the entire British Army is amazing. It's not the
0: entire British Army. I know there's been budget cuts, Kyle. No. Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> and you know what I mean, though. It's like, an, it's like a whole platoon yeah, and oh, it, it just like a, immediately tr- kills them all, like, all and you're like, holy m- shit, I forgot. Multiple of soldiers. Whenever there's an army of Daleks, they look less threatening when there's only one Dalek.
0: Yes, however, I should say... We've seen episodes, and I'm sure we have, where like, a tank or an RPG will blow a Dalek wide open and I'm just surprised none of these soldiers thought, maybe, maybe we fire a rocket at it, see what it does, no, okay.
1: Or see, when it popped open its hatches and the rockets show up, I was like, hey, why don't you try shitting at the rockets?
0: Right, I one thing I did not like <laughs> about this Dalek was the fact that it had missiles. I thought, what the hell? This was a scrapyard-built junk Dalek. Normal Daleks don't have these missiles, but you thought, I have a fully operating Dalek gun that's worked for every other Dalek. Why don't I have missiles under my Dalek bumps? (laughs) I thought thought the missiles were absolutely ridiculous. I know, I've pretty sure we've seen this as well, where the Dalek laser can also cause those levels of explosions, but they thought, no, missiles!
1: It was silly. I'll give you that. Like... It's clearly seen that 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 laser that he has is killing them all pretty effectively. I, so. I also
0: thought, see, when it was when it when it lifted off and it flew, Mm-hmm. I liked how they changed. How it looked when it flew. Like, it looked like it actually had, like, rockets as exhaust ports on the bottom instead of, because normally when it flies, it looks like it's, it glows like it's, like, plasma or, like, anti gravity well, or something. yeah,
1: it, w- it was supposed to be, like, more sort of human tech. Yeah, human so. techy.
0: I appreciated that. However, I also thought it was a bit far fetched that uh, it, it could fly in, its, in that state. But then when I realised, oh, they don't care because they're firing, having missiles fire at I accepted it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I did appreciate it. How definitely you... to change it.
1: One of the important things in a Dalek episode is the, the Doctor Dalek dynamic. How do you think they handled it in this episode? I
0: I liked it. I also liked when they started shooting at her and she was like rolling around the place. I thought that was cool. <laughs> like you know, like she was dodging the bullets instead of the Dalek just having shit aim. In this episode, the Dalek they... did not have shit aim, the doctor was just no. very good at dodging them. Where too many times you... in the past the doctor has actually been completely it's just able... running
1: straight Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's just the Dalek
0: She's just has bad aim, you know?
1: I, I, I did the thing in Doctor Who, which I always gives me a smile every time, where the Doctor says, I'm the Doctor, and the Dalek backs away a little yeah, bit. Uh, I, I love yeah, it every yeah, time yeah, yeah, that I, happens. I completely
0: agree. It does not get old when the Dalek is threatened by the fact it's the Doctor, you know? So it makes sense, The special it's the first encounter, that that, do- that Dalek will not be familiar with this incarnation. Yeah. And it's like a special, a spe- did it did prime with um? I think it was with Cult of Scarrow, with David Tennant. Yeah. And they all freaked out. Like, I thought that was great. Great.
1: I do, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gimmick that never gets never old. It's Alex freaking it, it, out when it's the doctor. It probably
0: should get old, but no.
1: I, it doesn't. I agree, it should get old, but it's just the idea that there are these killer robots and you see them back up a little bit and you're like, oh shit. Oh yeah, well, shit, they're scared. <laughs> and especially because you know they're scared that
0: it will make them a little bit more dangerous. Yeah. Like, oh, this, this this is good storytelling. <laughs> this is going to kick them off, you know? Um, but yeah, I loved how they handled the Daleks and the Doctor. I I think now because you mentioned this is your favourite episode of the season, I hadn't yes. I hadn't considered it in my ranking when I was thinking about it because just when I watched, I just kind of took it as a separate thing. But no, you're completely right. I think this probably was my favourite episode. They, they used the they used the Doctor great. They used Jodie Whittaker amazingly. I, again, they didn't under they didn't make the Daleks seem stupid. Like I I thought some of Peter Capaldi's time with the Daleks. Um, was a little bit stupid. Sometimes it was okay, but most of the time it was ridiculous and no more so ridiculous as when the Dalek was just incompetent.
1: But oh this Dalek God. was not incompetent. Re- this Dalek Do you remember was really the episode good. where the Dalek was clear? With Clara? Or Clara. Oh, uh, where... yeah. Remember that episode? Uh-huh.
0: Wait, was that the No, I remember... <laughs> that was a Matt Smith episode. That, that was the, that was the Dalek, <laughs> Dalek Asylum. I really enjoyed the episode. Mm. I thought you were talking about the one they go to Scarrow and Missy puts Clara in a Dalek casing, and then it can't, the, the, the casing will translate what Clara says, so it just sounds like when she's speaking to the Doctor from within the casing, it's just, she's just saying, I am a Dalek, I am a Dalek, and she's saying, she's actually saying I'm Clara, and Missy's trying to piss off the Doctor by saying this is the dialect that killed Clara, but it actually is Clara inside it, you know? So I do think there are some times where it's used badly but I think the Dalek Asylum one where Clara was the actual Dalek with Matt Smith, I thought that was a really good episode.
1: I thought that was a strange episode. Anyway, the one thing I wasn't a big fan of this episode is I felt like they forgave oh, by the way, Ryan's dad is a big part of this episode.
0: Right, can I say something uh, real quick here? Mm-hmm. I know I mentioned earlier that this has like been a thing that's been like a through line of the season of building up Brian's relationship with things like abandonment and how his dad wasn't there and his dad finally mm-hmm. shows up in this episode even though it was a through line in this episode through the, se- the season I also thought maybe don't put it in the special maybe have the special be just balls to the wall action and do it and bring dad up next season you know and I, there was too many points in this episode where um, you know uh, for anybody who listened to this it might be familiar with a channel called Cinema Sins and sometimes it's it's all comedy, and he'll just point out things wrong with film, or yeah, I think he was on another channel was TV as well. And this time where like a, a movie does like a scene where it feels like it's too long, or come on, the the, the show does not have time for this. What you're doing it anyway, and he just sends it by saying, "Movie has time for this." Mm-hmm. Every scene with Ryan, not every scene sorry, most scenes with Ryan's dad. I was thinking, Doctor Who has time for this. Why are we doing this? There is a Dalek on the run
1: sort that first okay I'll kind of agree I I think it's it goes to the point that this episode this this special isn't really a special it's just the season finale in a very strange sort of you, way. Are
0: tr- you're, you mean you're correct because I'm, I'm sure they filmed this in tandem with the rest maybe they took a couple of weeks break I don't know but um I, I think this was supp- I think this probably was supposed to be because remember this is a shorter season as well. I think yeah. uh, this was probably supposed to be the finale and then they thought, we'll make it a New Year's Day special. we be good for ratings and then it's not coming back in 2019 anyway so.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a shame. But you know. Yeah. But my main issue with the whole Ryan's dad subplot was I felt like they forgave him too easily.
0: Definitely forgave him too easily. Definitely.
1: Like, like, I I know he said he's trying now, but, you know, that doesn't mean much. You have to actually do it for a I while quite, before quite, you get quite, the credit.
0: I quite liked... It was actually, unfortunately, I actually felt quite awkward, but I still appreciate that they did it. Like he goes to shake the doctor's hand, and then she basically accuses him of being a shit dad.
1: Oh, I thought that was great, yeah.
0: No, it was good, and I looking back on it, I definitely think it was good, and I appreciate that they did it. But at the time when watching it I was like, Oh, I feel really awkward watching this.
1: Oh, you know, and I don't know why. I think that was the point though. It's like no one else is saying it and the doctor's like, I don't give a fuck I'll Yeah, say I know, it. but it was it, it felt like something you would get in like,
0: a soap opera like EastEnders or Coronation Street. Like when it was him, it should have went doof 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 do, 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 do. <laughs> And it's like the doctor who <laughs> Come back to the Dalek, please, that's attached onto someone's back. Felt- I didn't mind that. I also We'll go back to speaking about the Dalek, actually. See it when it was like a big a squid on a wall?
1: Mm-hmm. I thought
0: that was a really scary visual.
1: Yeah. Like, see I, when... It, and she goes and touches it. It's like, why are you going to touch it? Why, why you would you to, do that? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and see
0: when it went back and it was gone? I was immediately suspicious that it had corrupted her in some way. Mm-hmm. However, I didn't think it was going to be wrapped around her. I thought it had climbed in her mouth or something. Like yeah. it was inside her. So, I, no. thought, I thought it was going to be... And I thought... I know that's too much horror, right? But I, I think it would have been more plausible in the fact that it just seems to be like Elastigirl, where it can like yeah. squish itself to be up against a car seat and not have a problem, or underneath clothing and not bulge out. Like it can I just th- flatten itself. Like, she, like was, she was,
1: she was at back her house, and she was like, "I'm gonna have a shower and ice, and she was gonna like throw up, and a squid was gonna come out."
0: Yeah, this is exactly <laughs> what I thought. I, I, I get maybe they thought that's too horror for New Year's Day with lots of kids watching. God, that would have been better than having it be a lasting arrow. It was... was, I don't know. Ultimately, it would have been the same thing the Dalek was doing, controlling her. But in terms of a visual thing, I think it would have been better if it was actually inside her.
1: You know what? I feel like they cheated. They cheated with making me care about that character being controlled by the Dalek, but it worked because of Miss where they have that quick conversation about how they had their first kiss at New Year's and they were going to go on a date. Uh Uh-huh. And, and, yeah. I, and I'm a sap, so that made me care about those characters. <laughs> I cared about...
0: I'm trying to think who I cared about, thinking about it. I cared about her, but one thing I didn't like was, see, when they were speaking to the Dalek, when it was inside her, or attached to her, mm-hmm. on a hologram, and then as a visual cue for you to know the Doctor is actually speaking it, it to went her into, and not the Dalek. It went into it, colour. It went into colour, and I was like, nah, 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 nah. your viewers aren't this stupid. Your yeah. viewers can can you know assess and realize that you're speaking to the individual and not the dialect that's invaded her also this exact thing happened in an episode of star trek voyager (laughs) except it made her unconscious and was latching onto her as a means to live and she was in sick way for the episode and the doctor had to it was like a medical episode but um the same kind of visual thing of it wrapping around her body and controlling her for its own purposes is basically an episode of Star Trek, so I've already seen it.
1: I thought it was a very interesting use of a Dalek, because at the first when the, when the Doctor says it's a Dalek and it's doing all this weird stuff, you're kind of iffy, and it's like, it's not a real Dalek though. Yeah. But that's, that's only his build-up to when it gets the Dalek shell, and you're like, yeah, it's a Dalek! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah! I mean, for um, you know, I was really worried for the first half of the episode. I thought this is gonna be a Dalek episode it doesn't get in a Dalek casing. I, 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 because of what the season has done so far, I wouldn't have been surprised. I would have been annoyed, but I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd done that. Obviously, they did it. Thank God. Yeah. And they used a very a, a quite cool, in my opinion, unique one-off episode design for the Dalek case. But as a whole, I thought. And you know what? I think this is the most character we've had in the Dalek since Dalek Khan. Maybe like, yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't really care about Rusty. I'm sorry, Rusty. Not really. You're not been my my guy, really. Uh, even in twice upon a time when Peter Capaldi met Rusty again, I still thought you should have been Dalek Khan. I don't believe he's dead. God damn it. <laughs> um, and I know Davros has been in since the last time we saw Dalek Khan, but Davros that yeah. da- f- f- transcends the Dalek kind of Yeah, line, He's not know. really a Dalek. Yeah, he's just a Dalek bad guy. Um, but you know, I I don't know. I, I really like this. He, he, see, when and I, we've, we've heard Dalek speaking outside of their case before. They mm-hmm. don't. They, they still sound pretty much like how they sound in the casing, and yet this one sounded different. And I just kind of took it for it was a different showrunner, different production designer, whatever. So I, it took it it. I took it for it. I
1: took it for It's a different Dalek.
0: I know, but it's the same species. Again, I, I I I appreciate that they mentioned it's a recon scout Dalek and it can do different things. I I took it for that, and I I that's what I will use because I really want. Why would I want it to be bad? I will whatever excuse they give me. I will, you know, I will try and use that, and I think the recon Dalek thing is what I will use to justify why it was different. Yeah. But there was so much character in it, and I loved it. I loved how much character was in it. When I say, see, when, I should probably say when I was saying that it's different, I, I was as much as I was acknowledging it was different. I wasn't saying it was bad. No. And um, then when it got into the casing, of course, you know, <laughs> here we go.
1: There's so many good scenes once it gets in the casing. The other one, when it goes to the communication centre and you just hear all of like the carnage and death up above while it crashes through their grounds. Yes.
0: Yes. And also, it's plunger. It was like it wasn't a proper plunger. But, no, like, it's got like a claw on it. Yeah, but I think all of the plunger Daleks had like a claw, but like, c- like, because um, you saw it, like, the kind of thing looked like a claw that looked like a broken plunger almost. It was there mm-hmm. and the claw came out from inside that. I think mm-hmm. that's what's always happened, but the plunger kind of stops you from seeing the claw. And the plunger's I, kinda
1: dumb anyway. So. Yeah,
0: and I, I loved I loved the claw. I, lo- I loved it, loved it, loved it. Um I thought honestly, I thought that see that the police thing that was keeping the Dalek relics? Mm-hmm. It should have just been unit I am sorry. It yeah, I don't know why unit. that was
1: just like a random police station. It should have been a like a like, or maybe not like a plus like an old unit base or something.
0: Uh, or, or 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 it could could have been fucking Torchwood. <laughs> you know, it was. I don't know. I just think it could have been handled a wee bit better, and or not and handled just some... it better. They went out of their way to mention that unit wasn't around. In my head, I will be honest. I was wondering at some points just get unit. And I know they probably did, they, they probably mentioned that you can't get unit because that's been a thing in Doctor Who for a long time. Where people go, they addressed why that can't... in the
1: episode, don't you remember? Yeah. It, was know, yeah. uh-huh. yeah, it was great. The doctor calls up a call centre and it's like, oh, you're trying to access unit. Uh-huh. But it's like, I know
0: that's why they did it. They did it because for years people just say when something happens on Earth, why don't you just call a unit? And then Stephen Moffat played up for that. Well, fine, we will call a unit. And we got a lot of unit for a little while, right? Um, And. I think they wanted to pull back on unit again, and they're like, "Yeah, but you still need to justify why they're not going to unit." And it's oh, unit is unit's not a thing anymore, and I think that is BS. I think unit will be back, and if unit isn't back, torch would will be
1: back. I I would expect them. To, I mean, John Barrowman's. Expressed interest in bringing back Torchwood,
0: right? Yeah, all all they ever do when they bring back Torchwood was they did the big finish audio productions, and I don't care about that. I want to see the TV show, even even not even fine. Fuck it, don't give Torchwood its TV show back. Just, Just put John Barman line. back in Doctor Who. Bring John Barman back in Doctor Who, even as a one episode off where they're in Torchwood, like the Doctor visits Torchwood, because Torchwood wasn't like an like an organisation that went down. When Torchwood went off the TV, the organisation didn't disappear. No. He still exists in that world.
1: They just kind of they kind of replaced the Torchwood's characters. role with UNIT for no, you, for the seasons.
0: You're, you're, UNIT's been a thing since like the seventies and stuff with like yeah.
1: uh, John these
0: just... big yellow car and stuff, and then UNIT disappeared and Torchwood kind of took its place. And they brought back UNIT and Torchwood really briefly together, I think, with David Tennant. Like they, they yeah, and then clear. and then UNIT
1: you know, just UNIT just sort of over overcast Torchwood. Yeah, oh uh-huh,
0: and then we just. We forget Torchwood exists, you know. I mean, I know I see Jane doesn't exist because unfortunately Elizabeth slane's dat- dead, but Mister Smith's still there. goddammit, In that <laughs> big house. And <laughs> um, I just think that uh, bring back bring assault. back K nine. Bring back K nine. It's having Mister Smith take it. That'd be a great detective duo show like Brooklyn <laughs> Nine Nine. Mister Smith and K nine. <laughs>
1: it's my
0: pitch to the BBC. God, it'll be great.
1: K nine nine. <laughs> okay i have a question what did you think of the cutaway gag about having no internet or cell service
0: oh with the kids we'll have to have a
1: conversation i thought dun, that was dun, dun. i thought that was so out of place but i found it really funny so <laughs> i found it funny as well it gave, it gave me a
0: chuckle and that's why i feel conflicted of actually that actually being a thing where i'm like doctor who has time for this Sin, you know. It, again, I laughed. I can't. I can't say I didn't laugh, but I did, and it felt like it was more something for the parents, <laughs> and for the parents watching at home, you know. But it, again, it, it felt like a fourth wall break. It didn't. It felt like there were direct even the camera felt, was right in the mother's face. It was. Like, it felt like an Austin Powers cutaway or something. Yeah, where well, they're talking about the rocket and how it looks like big melons or whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, it was oh, it was so bizarre.
1: It was very out of place, but it was also really funny. So
0: it was really it was really funny. I will not deny its comedy value. I just think there was no need for it. Oh,
1: what, what else was there? There Was other? I thought back to um, the unit headquarter, or the unit guns for a sec. Where the guys like the awkward security guard and it's like the oh, most secure hands in the business and then the next shot you see is her dragging the dead body to put up the hands. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. I mean, um, well, overall I think I think, this ep- I think this episode really did do a lot of things right. I think if they... See- I get what they want to do with the first season. They didn't want it to be thing you know, thing you know, thing you know. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But I also think New Who since 2005 has been a lot of Thing you know, but also new things that have become iconic in themselves, like the Slovena the Ood, or even the Weeping Angels. You know, God, um, has there
1: been a Slovene episode since Chris Fraykleson? I know they were in Sarah Jane Adventures, but no, I, I,
0: no, I think they've cameoed in places and like in the background.
1: They were. In, like, I think there was one in that bar with John Barman. Y- yes, and, oh, at
0: the end of David Tennant. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking when he sees the guy who survived the Titanic with Keith, with uh, the with the uh, Caitlin Minogue. Uh-huh. Um, yes oh, I think there was one there and I think they've kind of cameoed in the background and things like that in the past but I think since uh, Sarah Jane and Chris Reckleson they've not came back in the closest it would be ever great to was, do
1: another Selene episode was the Absorber off? Yeah, like um, I know this. I know this is lean have like a really dumb design. Looking back at it now, but they're nah, still like
0: honestly, nah, the Slavina are the sl- great. You're crazy, man.
1: No, they have these weird baby faces, though.
0: Nah, they're great. They're really horrifying. I still think the Slavina are horrifying creatures, especially when they kind of CG them a little bit when they're running Downing Street. Oh my god, when they, they were running, running they run ten around,
1: Downing Street. Yeah, that was pretty like, scary.
0: Like werewolves.
1: Yeah, it, it was.
0: It was quite scary, and they've got those big claws and the, like. Oh, and I think the Slavina are really creepy. You know. Anyway, we're, we're off topic here. Sorry, the Slavid are great. Bring them back. Uh, but I think that Doctor Who will need to bring back a lot more thing you know. Like, I want to see her go up against the Sontarans th- or the Cybermen. I
1: think that'll be... Once we get to season 12, I think we're going to see more things Things we know. Things we I know. I think that'll be... Two things I don't want to see for a little while and it's unfortunate. Weeping uh, Angels?
0: Weeping Angels, unfortunately, because I love the Weeping Angels, but I think they've really been overused and Zygons, because Zygons hadn't been seen for like decades, and then Stephen Moffat thought, shit, let's bring back the Zygons, and I'm fed up with the Zygons.
1: Also, Zygons, just they, they look very silly.
0: <laughs> they are. Big red rubbery thing covered in suckers.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think next season we'll probably get some more returning aliens. Not all episodes will be returning that, Not but Not I think... all
0: episodes. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want a whole season where it's just thing you know for 11, 12 episodes, but
1: I don't one. know if they'll do Cybermen. I feel like Cybermen are too recent still. I, I would
0: know. be fine with Cybermen if you take away the plastic Iron Man. Cybermen oh my we've god! Had.
1: Yeah, the new Cybermen designs are really silly.
0: Fuck it! Bring back the Mondasian Cybermen for the next five years. I don't care. Love the Mondasian Cybermen. Love the voice. Love their ability. Love them. Hate hate um hate hate the Iron Man Cybermen. And I'm slowly kind of thinking it's good that we've retired the David Tennant era Cybermen. I loved them growing up. And I still kind of like seeing them every now and then, but I'm I'm okay leaving them in the past now. I'm fucking begging to leave the Iron Man, Cybermen away, and uh, obviously the the old two Cybermen. Some I like, some I like less,
1: you know. Um, okay, back to the the keep the... getting off topic here. Sorry, Kyle. Kel- do you think it was weird that the Dalek gave them a chance to surrender? Yes,
0: because it was one single Dalek that very clearly had a mission to contact Dalek fleet. If it was like a group of Dalek in in the 2007 invasion, Journey's End and all that, when they invade Earth and they steal Earth. Yeah. And they, they make everyone surrender because they have a purpose for them. That's fine. I don't think that sort of character, if they make, just making them surrender is fine inherently. Then the question is, why are you asking them to surrender? In that well, individual case, there was no reason for it to ask them to surrender. The whole
1: thing with the army as well just brings up the age-old Doctor Who problem. is like, all of I know all of you have seen a Dalek before. Yeah, this is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> this is, like,
1: I know, they, they, they,
0: I think too many writers, and this is just me completely assuming here, I know all the writers might just be using the justification of when Matt Smith rebooted the universe in his first season at the end.
1: There's been Daleks since then.
0: Yes, oh there have been Daleks since then, but like the big thing that, like, well, that was an isolated incident, you know. But the big one that nobody can deny that everyone saw was the two thousand and seven Journey's End, you know. Yep. And even then, other people after the the reboot of 2010's and uh, restart. Have acknowledged the things post that with like thing uh, you know things and down in, 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 in Downing Street and all that, and I just think our Cybermen when the Cybermen invade and then UNIT shows up and they throw an old Cyberman head in the ground, being like, "You we know you've been here before." Mm-hmm. The whole planet knows Daleks have invaded. No one doesn't who was alive. So- it's so bizarre
1: when they do that because it's always more interesting when they acknowledge that. Like in this yeah. episode, he goes to some random warehouse and finds a Dalek gun. Like Yeah. It's not like it's it's uncommon knowledge. It's
0: not uncommon knowledge if they go oh my god, it's a Dalek, and then they start freaking out and running and it becomes a slaughter show of that Dalek. And yeah. it kind of it devolved into that when they realised their bullets weren't having any effect.
1: But as soon as they but, saw it, like, oh my god, it's a Dalek, they all just started shooting immediately. That would have been very interesting too.
0: Yeah, but instead they thought it was a drone. No, it's not a drone,
1: it's a Dalek. Like, even like the fact that the, the Doctor has to explain to her companions what a Dalek
0: is. Oh, it's ridiculous.
1: Like it's, I know that maybe for the audience, maybe if they haven't watched former seasons of Doctor Who, but even if you've I, I not know. watched, even if you've not yeah. watched Doctor Who, you must know what Dalek is. Yeah, that kind
0: of transcends like pop culture, you know. And it, but it's also like um, they did say this season was for people you could watch it without ever having seen Doctor Who before, and you would you
1: would not be lost. They say but, that, but there's a whole bunch of references to previous Doctor Who in this season.
0: Yeah. But like even then they were like more like Easter eggs, and this was like a plot thing with it being a Dalek. But still, it's a Dalek. I'm sorry if you didn't watch it about 12 years ago. That was 12 years ago. My god. But but like we're old. If we are oh Christ, it feels like yesterday. I can remember. I can vividly remember that week because it was a two-parter. I can remember. I watched it live, days. and I remember when the doctor I, got I, shot, and I was freaking out all week. Yes, I remember. We were there. The Dalek didn't have bad aim then either. Um, but, okay, You know what? I, I, I think that we're going to have to just accept maybe that that was 12 years ago and humans apparently can't remember 12 years into the past. I guess so. But in 2010, Amy couldn't remember the Daleks and Matt Smith made a point of it being like they invaded your planet like two years ago. How can you not remember the Daleks? But then... There was a plot point that paid off later in that season of how she can't remember. You know? Mm-hmm. Of how, like, there was the crack in the wall that's been erasing things in time. That's why she didn't remember them. But now that's not a problem
1: anymore. I forget, like, no confu- I always forget. Like, I always remember the Matt Smith era being confusing. Yeah. And then I remember, like, oh, it's more confusing than I remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was very wibbly wobbly, wobbly timing, I
1: Anyway. Was was there something else I wanted to talk about with um the season, with the New Year special? Flying cabinet. Flying cabinet.
0: Uh hey, does that okay. mean that Ryan's dad is Graham's stepson?
1: Yeah, technically. Oh, interesting. Anyway, I was gonna say because I I I, I thought it was crazy, right? Because whenever they get take off from the TARDIS, they're going through the time vortex. But the TARDIS can fly. It's been well established that the TARDIS can just fly as a box through Tardis the sky. Can ju- the TARDIS can just fly as a box through the sky. I didn't understand why they weren't doing that. It seemed like it would have been more effective. Because you can just
0: appear and disappear the same instant you left one place if you travel through a time vortex. You can just fly and not go through time at all. Like that, that is with that is within your ability to just purely go through space, which is what the TARDIS flying is doing. But it can also go through the time vortex and arrive somewhere the same instance that it left another place, you know? That's going it through time.
1: It doesn't seem like it's doing that though, because it the like Dalek has time to build itself a shell.
0: Yeah, that that, that that's we get that's the issues you get with writing in Doctor Who. It's a big shame. Um, where they forget, they forget the Tardis can arrive somewhere the second it leaves another place. And I guess they just want because I mean, imagine the Tardis did arrive before it was finished making its shell. And
1: well, obviously, it's not going to arrive before it. Fin- I'm just I'm pointing out. I thought it was weird that you never see the Tardis just fly in the sky. You know,
0: it's because it's always looked a little bit dodgy. cg It does.
1: It does always look kind of silly, like um. The first um, Matt Smith episode where he's like hanging off the edge of it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Or, or in my opinion, with the Runaway Bride with the first episode, of Catherine Tate and.
1: Oh, and it's flying next to the yeah.
0: And you don't remember that apparently.
1: <laughs> I I remember it now that you brought it up. I don't remember. I still don't remember the evil the evil people though. The, the pilot the fish people.
0: pretending are Santa clauses with metal faces and flamethrower trombones.
1: Yeah, I don't remember that. Just
0: look it up after we finish recording. You'll be like, oh my god, I remember them. They were so stupid. It was pretty okay. terrifying.
1: I think, I think I think that's it. I think we've said our face. Overall, I think it was a very good season.
0: Overall, I think it was a very mixed season with some very good 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 bits like the New Year special, but with some very big low parts that aren't Doctor Who related, in my opinion.
1: Where does Jodie Whittaker rank? Because that's that's the other big important question: is oh. Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor? It's... Where does she where does she rank on your scale?
0: She's still better than Colin Baker.
1: Oh, you're going classic who?
0: I'm just talking about all doctors. She's still better than Colin Baker, and maybe better. Hell, I have a soft spot for Sylvester McCoy. Is is like a. It's just like a, oh you, oh you, it isn't your fault that your time as a doctor was so bad. It was just a whole bunch of things where Colin Baker was just a shit show. Um. So I don't. I don't know. I. I She's and if you're just wanting to write new who, yeah, I still think she's my least favorite.
1: Really, I would put her third behind David Tennant and Chris Freckleston. Mm, interesting. I think she's my least
0: favorite. I think. Hmm. Oh God.
1: Capaldi's my least favorite. I, right, I did right. not like what they did with Capaldi as the Doctor. I
0: think Capaldi a bit like Sylvester McCoy, though I hate it after them in the same sentences because I think Capaldi's infinitely superior. Um. I think Peter Capaldi suffered from bad from bad um, production issues, but I think him is acting in the role was just amazing. Like with the Zygon invasion, the Zygon inversion, and they've all got their hands on like the the buttons that will kill people, and he just like running around, talking about how he's been in wars and it's so dramatic, he's almost crying, shouting. I th- I think Peter Capaldi was a g- obtusely good actor to portray the role of the Doctor. I just think he was giving a lot of shoddy writing, which is all Stephen Moffat's fault.
1: Well, um, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying I don't like what they did in general with the Doctor while I he was portraying him. I loved what they did
0: with the Doctor while he was portraying him. I just didn't like a lot of the stories that they gave the show that week, you know. Um, I, th- I think he's probably my favourite with David Tennant, then Christopher Freckles, then Matt Smith, then Jody Wecker
1: but you don't think she's bad, You just she's your least favourite?
0: Yes, but however, I also still struggle to see... I see element, like Unlike at the start of the season, over the course of... Because I, I started this thought at the beginning of this review and I don't think I quite summed it up. At the start of this review, I kind of said that I, I as the course of the season, I started to begin to see elements of the Doctor. But I never quite felt like she was ever the Doctor. I do feel in this New Year's special, I was very much watching the Doctor. Which was good.
1: Maybe it's just a case of... Not interacting with any other Doctor who things, then?
0: Maybe. Yeah, I guess, I guess it, when you're not interacting with any Doctor who things, it could just be any generic science fiction show. It's like, wait, no, she is fighting lifelong enemies of the Doctor, the Daleks, and they're they, The, they the, are Daleks, the Daleks
1: are scared of her.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Daleks are scared of her because she's the Doctor. Okay, now I buy into it. Maybe, maybe it's that simple. Maybe it is that simple. But I, I feel it like up until the New Year's special, I'd never quite bought into her as the Doctor.
1: I mean, that's the issue with any new Doctor, though, is you get so used to one actor, and then the next one comes along and it's like, this isn't my Doctor, hashtag not my Doctor.
0: (laughs) You do get that with every Doctor, however, usually by halfway through the first season I can accept him as the Doctor.
1: Well, maybe it takes a little longer this time, but,
0: you know. Maybe it takes a little longer this time, we'll say that for now. Let's wait for 2020 when we can can talk more about Jodie Whittaker. (sighs)
1: I can't believe they're taking a year long break. This I, has been like the most popular season in years.
0: I know they, why they took a year break in 2016, I think it was, so that, and they had like a shitty Christmas special so that they could then um, give Peter Capaldi a good final season and they could also start work on who would be replacing him and get a new showrunner in place. Mm-hmm. For the life of me, I do not know why they're taking a Break for twenty nineteen, and it you can't you can't it... say maybe we'll get a Christmas special because we've just had a New Year special in twenty nineteen, yeah. and I think that's what they'll say. Well, that that was your twenty nineteen Doctor Who. We got out of the way to start, you know. And part of me thinks are they getting a new showrunner already? Not for twenty twenty, but for twenty twenty one, or are they refixing the show because Jodie Whittaker wants out because it was just so visceral? Like, I don't the, think the so.
1: From my understanding, she seems to enjoy being with Doctor, I don't
0: know. She's not going to say it's awful if she's still at the job. That was that's, From a career perspective, that would, that would not go down well. You're talking shit about the show that people currently think they're inhabiting. That's just asking for the show to fail. Even the chief actor doesn't like know, being just, involved in the show. I, I've, like, got, even, I've got a feeling even... she, she's, she's leaving. I, I think she's doing one more season and she's away. It's two season Doctor. I'm not even sure Chris Chibnall will stick around, though I quite like the production people he's hired.
1: I think, I, I think if if she wants to, I don't know if BBC will let her. Like I said, this season has been very popular in Doctor Who t- terms.
0: Nah, I, th- I think because that will be part of the contract you sign before you start, usually. And most Doctors will stuck around for three years. David Tennant did three seasons, but technically four years. So did Peter Capaldi. Um, Eccleston did one. Uh, Smith did three. I think um, Judy Whitaker is going to be a two-season doctor. I, th- I think that she's. I think she, she took a lot of shit, on whether it be warranted or not. Uh, I,
1: don't, I think it was. Un- I think there's love, sexism, t- for lack of a better word, involved in it. I think there's a lot it. of
0: people that aren't able to articulate their problem with their show, and they're just saying, uh, you know, rah rah rah. Uh, it's all because it's woman, Tardis lady, you know. Um, and some people genuinely will think, oh, women cannot be the doctor. Even for a while I was kind of on that train. But I do think a lot of people are just suffering from an inability to articulate what the problem is, with it, whether it be the writing or, you know, the acting. But, um...
1: Look, I, 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 have to, I have to point out here, I haven't brought it up so far, but there is a noticeable through-line of what I felt was inclusion for the sake of inclusion. I don't know, I'm assuming you picked up on this too, but every episode it's like... This character is gay. This character is blah. And it doesn't amount to anything. It feels like it's just there for the sake of it. Yeah, and that's... Did you feel that?
0: That's not how you make good TV. Like with Pierre Capaldi's last season, uh, with Bill, his companion, that character was gay. Hmm. Like that's finally just a state of being. But every three episodes, they would find the need to remind you, oh, by the way, this character is gay.
1: Okay, so it's not just a problem with this season then?
0: No, it's not just a problem with this season. Definitely not. Like, if she... Like, there's a there's an episode where she's, like, out on a date and then she brings the girl back to her house and that's fine. That's all because the Doctor isn't around. It's just her living her life and that's great. But then there's other times where they're, like, in ancient, Ro- in ancient Britain when the Romans are around and she feels the need to talk about that she's gay. Your, where's this to the plot?
1: This isn't going anywhere. We should say for total clarity no problems with inclusion of any way. i got no problems with any of I hate, it. And I, 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 hate I encourage I hate it. That we live, I just I don't, hate don't like that it's a world where you need,
0: I hate that we live in a world where you need to give that as a disclaimer. That should be <laughs> by the by.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: People, it not everyone is a hetero. It, and I think by this point pop culture, pop society, common people understand that. And personally, I am of the opinion that it's boring. We get it. We don't need it kind of made a point of for no apparent reason anymore. Like, when, if someone isn't, you know, if, if someone wants it to be a part of the story, make it a part of the story, but if you're just mentioning it to remind the viewer, don't. You're not helping See, anyone. See, I,
1: I feel because on the one hand, you get the, the common argument to that, which is like, oh, it doesn't bother you when it's straight inclusion for no reason, which I kind I kind of understand it, but it felt like, and I and I hate to say this, but like the majority of people are still binary, you know. But so the, it's the, more there, often. There's,
0: there's a reason heterosexuality is called straight. It's because it's it's the norm. It's it's what was seen as. I hate I'm I'm trying to apply old terminology, not terminology that would be applied today. But it's it's straight. It's like when people talk about going straight if they're a criminal and they want to they want to be legitimate, if you like. That, that's the normal way of how people conduct themselves. When people talk about oh they're just straight for the sake of being straight. No, they're not. If people in Doctor Who, for instance, because we're talking this is a Doctor Who show, and we're getting political. Um,
1: well, I think it's fair specifically this season given the amount of political rhetoric around it. Yes, well... I think we ha- we couldn't go the whole episode without addressing it at some we, point. We
0: couldn't. I wish we could live in a world where we can, but you know, that's by the by. Um, it's like, people just... the pe- majority of people are straight and pretty comfortable in making that assessment. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Oh, don't shout at me. Um, and most in the writing, like for instance, Great, uh, Ryan, in the show, they make no comment on his sexual persuasion, as far as I'm aware.
1: No, N- I don't think so.
0: I'm assuming he is straight. Now, you can assume that he's gay. It's your, your thing, completely. I'm assuming that he's straight, but even the if... He, it the point is it doesn't matter. The point is it doesn't matter. Thank you, Kel. You finished that sentence for me. And... People would say, well, that's just being straight for the sake of being straight. No, it isn't. It doesn't matter. He's just a character. His sexuality doesn't come into it. And then people say, hey, but how do you get more uh, LGBT representation in, in your shows? The only way you can do that is by mentioning their sexuality. Yeah,
1: okay. Unfortunately, we well, four- it, live in like, a world you where you can actually sexu- just show it. I mean, four- as opposed to just having dialogue where this woman... Uh, it was in Iraqis of UK. It was like, um,. Fake Trump's assistant or whatever, and it's like I have to go home to my wife or whatever, and it's just in there for the sake of like. No,
0: I don't, I don't mind that I don't mind that because that's just her saying I need to go back to my family and that just okay she's gay whatever that that's fine I don't mind that.
1: But that's it's like no because see when people that's back, was... her entire character though because after that she dies it's like No, it's just no but it, yeah but it's just
0: wife it's just a placeholder saying to go back to my family oh okay she's gay who cares that's my my whole point is who cares really. For instance, when people talk, this is what I was going to say. When people talk about they want to have representation of um, sexuality in a show, but sexuality is not inherently something that is always brought into a show. Again, with the Ryan character, he can at this point in the show's and that character's existence in the show, it is doesn't matter what sexuality is because it doesn't matter to the story. And then people talk about well, how can we make sexual representation in the show? Well, the only way you can do that is by going out of your way to mention their sexuality or to showcase their sexuality. But unless doing that will contribute towards the, sh- the plot of the show, there's no point in doing it. So there's no representation just for the sake of representation. If you're going to do that, have a point to it, you know. And when that Trump, who isn't Trump, assistant symbol, quote, oh, my wife, that's fine. Because that's just, that was just a slip comment to say, I need to get back to my family. The fact, that it's, the fact that she's gay doesn't matter. You know, I, I don't mind that. But it's when I they know, go out I, of their way to keep mentioning it without it actually ever contributing.
1: That's stupid. See, that's the stuff that stands out to me more. Is that's the stuff to me that feels like inclusion for the sake of inclusion. No, nah. It's like the little lines that don't contribute at all to the plot. They're just there to say like, hey, this character's gay. We're not going to show you or anything. That she's gay? But I think... If We're you are just going to say it in a dialogue the way, line.
0: If you go out of your way to show that they're gay, why are you doing that? Why are you dedicating screen time to that? It's not really going to go anywhere, is it? Do, does, 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 does the show hit the episode of time for that? Like Again, I go back to Bill and Peter Capaldi's last episode. When she is living her life and the Doctor isn't around, and the Doctor will again show up, she's she's on a date with a girl, even in the pilot episode of season 10, the first, the season premiere, um she's speaking to a girl and something happens to the girl but it's like this clear there's clearly a thing between each other then she comes back at the end of the season and they have like a kiss and stuff and it's like there was there was a relationship building there i should say if anyone's watched Peter palad's last season the fact she was up at the end is complete bullshit it doesn't make any sense but um <laughs> but like that it didn't feel like forced at all and then again at one point mid-season where she's in a date with a girl uh, living just living her life because the doctor isn't necessarily in at this point. The doctor's doing stuff with the monks, and then the doctor brings the pope to her house when she's on a date with this girl, and like that's just that's fine. That's just inclusion, but they're not making a point of it. It's just okay. She's gay. She's living her life. But see, when in other episodes with the exact same character, would they just happen to keep needing to remind you that she's gay, for for no reason? Isn't the plot isn't being affected by it? Maybe if you were to mention it like a in like a deeply Christian state in America in the 50s. you know, Maybe mentioning that will help fluctuate the plot, because now, and now you've got the homophobic religious people trying to chase you. Like, Okay, that you're contributing to, towards the plot for mentioning that, but see when you're just doing it, and okay, the plot is just moving along like nothing ever happened, that's when you're wasting your time.
1: I don't understand what we're disagreeing about here. I we're feel not, like you should agree with me.
0: We're not disagreeing. But the, the, the specific wife comment is... Like, the wife was just a placeholder for, okay, we need to care about this character because they have a family. The fact that the family is someone of the same sex doesn't matter. That's immaterial. I'm fine with that. It's just when you're mentioning it and then the plot isn't being affected, the effect of her saying, I need to go to my family, is that, okay, well, now she has people out there that care about her and are going to see her again?
1: It's just, like... I know, I am... I am pro inclusion. I know it sounds like I'm being negative. The fact here. that we just... live in a
0: world that needs to be mentioned
1: is really cynical. It's just, even I noticed that this episode was. It almost felt like it was designed, in some cases, to annoy the people who were annoyed that the doctor is a woman. Like you had the episode with a pregnant man. You had the episode about rose parks. You had all these. You had an episode set in the Punjab. All these episodes annoy, like, they were specifically designed to annoy bigoted people. Do you know I what know. I mean?
0: If you wanted to annoy bigoted people, I would say the New Year's special would have done that with her uh, queer flag scarf.
1: <laughs> that just, I just took that as a rainbow scarf. like um... Oh, yeah,
0: you think that was a coincidence that it was a rainbow scarf? Tom Baker the multicoloured scarf, but it certainly wasn't the.
1: I assumed the it was a reference to Tom Baker.
0: No, 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 no. And we had a multicoloured scarf that was. Eh, I never you know, I, I know that something he's attributed with, but eh? but this scarf was very particularly pride flag. Even the posters with her wearing it is very clear what it's supposed to be, you know.
1: I, I didn't take it as that, but
0: I, I sure. completely took it as that. Doesn't there's,
1: there's no problem with it.
0: But I completely fucking took it as that, you know.
1: It's cause they're shipping the doctor and Yaz and you know it and you can't admit it.
0: Of course, yeah. The doctor is a strict Christian male soldier, right, Kyle? <laughs> He, he he, rode he rode with, with the with the Deep South churches back in the day. Remember, Warren Gartner like, said, or the the first doctor said to Bill, and twice upon a time with the class people, he was an old bigoted man smacking young girls in the bottom.
1: Let's end with this this this, this yeah shipping thing again because there's another scene, oh God. which I, I, I totally thought was shipping. Bay.
0: Oh God. When Which you go back an, to this, it was so stupid. It's, it was an a ex- it's an episode
1: ten where the doctor says, go and help them and she's like, No, I'm I'm with you always, doctor. And it's like, is that like a is that like an an actual like teasing the shepherds woman? It felt like a teasing the shepherd's woman. See when just me?
0: See, when I talk about sometimes with shows where they have memes or they try to insert memes and sometimes it lifts off and a lot of the time it fails, I think I never took it as that. And I don't think anyone took it as that because that would have been an instance of something if they were trying to do deliberately, it failed flat because I don't think anyone saw it like that. People, who ever did take the direct comment over you to a couple. They took that because that was very upfront. That was. That... I don't know.
1: I don't know if you're if you're in enough with the shipping communities. You need to go on Tumblr more to find that stuff out.
0: I will admit I'm not pure in on that community, but I would say that it's like it. It was kickstarted off with the with the direct comment on it earlier in the season. To bring it back again, I don't think anyone picked up on it. To be honest. I I,
1: I feel like now you're gonna look it up and you're gonna come back on the next episode and apologize to me.
0: <sighs> Kale. I won't. I'm not gonna look it up. You, st- you still owe me an apology for I can't remember what. For the yeah, doors not being on the side of the TARDIS door from the inside.
1: I had a, I had a thing about the TARDIS doors in my notes. And that's I feel like I read on the front of the TARDIS that it says pull to open. But it's a push door. You push the door inwards. You do push the door and So much. why does why does it say pill to open on the TARDIS? I Doesn't I feel it like it sounds open. like a maybe it sounds like maybe it's sounds like I'm making so but...
0: random people can't break in.
1: Did you it was in the episode ten where the doctor like, set points to the TARDIS and says like emergency response and it's like have they ever actually acknowledged that it's a police box that does police things?
0: Plenty. Quite literally just, plenty they've acknowledged that for fifty years of Doctor Who they've acknowledged that it's a police box and it does police things.
1: No, I just it, it it seemed like odd to specifically draw attention to the words on the TARDIS though.
0: Nah well I, I don't yeah, think they've the red ever referred to the plaque before. I will admit I don't think they've specifically referred to the plaque before, but they've referred to the police box and its supposed functions. One thing I'm I don't think, think Judy Whitaker has done this season, she has not snapped her fingers and the doors so have not opened.
1: She still doesn't have a key. We never established that she got a new key, did we?
0: The fucking video that announces Julie the the doctor, she has a key. Electrocutes into her hand like Palpatine dropped it in her face.
1: Yeah, but you can't count that as canon though. Fucking canon. Nah, no, ehm... Um, we, we established in, this, in episode 2 that like I lost my keys and the TARDIS just opens anyway. Did they?
0: I can't remember.
1: Yeah, she's, she, got... she's standing in front of the door and she's like, I lost my keys oh, and then
0: the uh... opens anyway. Oh, for... okay, sorry, episode two. Uh, she's got sunglasses that either belong to Aretha Franklin or uh, some ancient Roman guy. mm mm-hmm. uh, She fucking doesn't have them in her pocket because she just got these clothes on. She literally just got these clothes at a charity shop, went back to a welder's yard at no point ever, unless Peter Capaldi had them in his pocket. <laughs> Peter Capaldi have them that's... in his
1: pocket? That's the headcanon, isn't it? Peter Capaldi's been carrying those sunglasses for years. (laughs) He's been carrying them in his pocket
0: for years with the Cybermen and
1: Well, here's what I'm wondering now. Is the next Doctor going to regenerate wearing ladies' underwear?